it is finally the night is here episode 100 and if someone would have told me a year and a half ago when we started this off would we get to 100 and would i believe it well you don't know because things can happen especially during these modern times but i'll tell you this much i am forever grateful thankful humble and blessed for everyone who has come on our show everyone who has supported our show for my producer that's over in the red line banner Radio LLC studio, uh, very supportive, and I appreciate everything she's done because uh, before the show started, I almost ended up choking up for obvious reasons because she has been nothing but a huge support for myself. So thank you to my producer, Debbie. I love and appreciate everything she has done, and I couldn't ask for anyone better in my life. Same way with Fuji on the other side. We have a slew of guests tonight, so we're going to get through everyone here. At one point, this screen might look actually like the Birdie Bunch screen because there's going to be so many windows in there. It's going to be tremendous. And I did see David Essert at one point in there. He'll probably end up coming back all the way down from Texas after leaving Philly. Farzee's with us. Uh, Derek Gunn. Sean Salisbury sends his best. Big Sarge. Brian Reese. Jimmy Smith. Dylan Spaulding. Robert Keller. You name it. There's going to be tons of folks tonight. Tony Bruno should be joining us later on with Miss Robin, as long as they can get their audio fixed, as I've been having a little bit of issues before the show started. But hopefully they'll get that taken care of. So we have just a slew of folks. It is episode 100, and I couldn't be more happy of where we are and where we're going in the future. And hopefully the next 100 episodes will come, well, just as fast as this. So stay tuned for what what can be and will be coming up in the future for Broad Street South. But... With that being said, thank you to everyone who's tuned in. Thank you for the support. Thank you for Kenya, by the way, who just decided to uh, start listening to the audio download. Uh, I forgot the other country other than Kenya that uh, started listening in, but uh, Singapore, uh, along with the other countries overseas, stateside, Brazil, Uruguay. Thank you guys for the support. We love and thank you. And Kenya, I'm thank you enough for everything you guys do. Just even if you listen to the download audio, you can find on BroadStreetSouth.com. So with that being said, let's get this party started. I'm Angel, episode 100. This is Broadstreet South. One guy that you know has been with me since the very beginning, and I also want to send a quick shout out to Michael Sherman. Thank you for being part of the show, along with Ryan Neff, and we hope that Ryan continues to recover as far as his health. I know he's been battling it for a while. We hope he gets better. Uh, Sherman, we thank you and Barbara for supporting the show, for just being there in the very beginning as well, and having fun with your rap that you end up doing. But as far as my ride or die, that I'll just be forever grateful for on the other side of this will be the godfather mike Fuji. what is going on happy 100 angel we made it the sky's the limit brother let's get this place rocking how the hell are you this I'm doing fantastic. As I said, prior to the show, starting here with everyone waiting in the green room, uh, that it is 82 degrees down here in Tampa, Florida. And I can't complain because you couldn't have a better day as far as weather-wise to get this show underway. Uh, Fuji, I, I will tell you right off the bat here, I see the comments. I'm getting to the comments here momentarily to you guys. Uh, but I cannot believe, absolutely cannot believe that we are at 100 episodes. 
Well, going through the 80s and 90s, it just seemed like it was taking forever for 100 to get here. I feel like it's game day. I'm pumped up with everybody on in the green room last night. Derek on, Frank Close, Ed Kratz, BLG, everybody coming on. Let's go. It's going to be a great night. And uh, listen, I, I'm about to get fired up here momentarily. One, because we have our two additions, of course, to the family here. One is our local Tampa correspondent, Dylan Spaulding, who has his own podcast. He will mention here throughout the show, along with Robert Keller, who represents Goose's Media Pond Studio and is always behind the glass. And you guys will be able to see him for the first time here on our show, which normally is behind the glass. And Robert doesn't get enough uh, accolades for what he does up there in the studio when we're up there, and especially when we're here doing the simultaneous uh, podcast from here in Philly, obviously out there in uh, in Tampa and out in Philly, if I can say it right, if not backwards. But along with that, Farsi's on, Jimmy, Ryan Reese, they're all waiting. So we'll bring on here Dylan Spaulding first. Dylan, how are you? What's going on? Oh, guys, I am just so pumped. Episode 100 for you guys, being a podcaster and obviously being able to get to that episode 100, it's a huge milestone. So for you guys, I'm so happy that you guys were able to get to that point. And I've just been so grateful to be a part of this group with you guys these last couple of weeks and joining this uh, really awesome podcast that you guys have been putting out. And uh, I, I can't wait, man. Episode 100. This is exciting. I can't wait. This is going to be a fun night. Yeah. Glad to have you on, Dylan. Welcome to the team. This absolutely fantastic. And out there, as I said, live out from Royalsford, Pennsylvania, we have from behind the glass, the producer at Goose's Media Pond, Robert Keller. Robert, brother, thanks, first of all, for your support. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. And thank you for being a part of just everything here about halfway through. Most most definitely. It's been an awesome ride so far, and I'm thankful that we're here at 100 and can't wait to get the next 100. We'll see. It's going to be yeah, we hope so. And uh, we're going to bring on, before we bring on Jimmy and Ryan Reese here, Farzee was one of those guys early on that came on with us. And we've seen Farzee do things from the first time he came on with us, then now having his, uh, I will say, the number one show here in Philly from 6 to 7 a.m. You cannot do things any faster. And the last time we talked to Farzee, I think it was like 3 o'clock in the morning because the man just doesn't sleep. He gets prepped for his show. You guys know where to find him on YouTube, The Farzy Show. And with that being said, it is the man himself. It's Farzy. Am I doing it right? Is everyone around me? What's happening? What's happening, Congratulations on the 100 episodes. That's amazing. That is incredible. That is a feat well accomplished, well deserved by you guys on this great podcast and this great web show. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on to be a part of it. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Angel, credit where credit is due. I I came on with you guys, and I basically said yes to every podcast or web show, uh, even before I started my own. But when I knew I was going to do it, I I just said yes to everything. Because I didn't know this world at all. I was in the, the 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 traditional world, you know, the linear world as we called it in TV, the terrestrial world that we called it in radio. So I said yes to everything, and I was talking to my business partner about what I wanted to do and everything. And uh, when I did your show, I came away from it saying I need whatever they're using. And since then, I have used Streamyard like you guys were using because I want to run clips during my show like you guys. So you guys have been a great basis. For the Farzee show in its own right. I appreciate you guys for that. Thank you. 
Listen, you're welcome. And it's a listen from where we started. And and far as you know this, because you've been on with us for for many many times, and we appreciate and love you having you know coming always back with us. Uh, in the studio here, if I would have flipped it around and everybody would have seen, and now since you're here, which I'm pretty sure I, I've showed you this before, but for those who didn't and those who want to get a quick little laugh here, this is what the studio ended up looking like originally. The five dollar green screen that you saw on the door, the wobbly table, the crate, and one light. That's the way it started. And it's grown since, and it still continues to grow because we still got to take care of uh, Studio B in order to get that taken care of. But uh, it's, it's been it's been fun learning. Fuji and I had a great laugh last night with Derek Gunn and a couple of the other guys as far as we look back at episode one, and we look like Max Headroom because as you learn, <laughs> uh, as you go, Farsi, the one thing was you, that you have to have a direct connection instead of the wi-fi but when i first set up the studio i didn't think about that so i had to get the house rewired to make sure things were fine and uh listen it, it's growing pains but it's been fun the audio's gotten better and so you know it's progress you should know because it's it's just progress and and it's fun at the same time excuse me you look like max huh? oh, i'm sorry yes i did <laughs> i just look like i just look like a stiff that's got no personality like what am i doing in front of a camera like what do i say like Stutter like he's stuttering from Goodfellas, but we'll leave it at that. But now, now I don't shut the hell up when I want to talk. <laughs> that is true. It was as far as it was tough in the very beginning with Fuji. It was it was really funny because it was tough to get a couple words out of him, and it was just the, the nervousness. And and if it wasn't because, and I don't know if it'll actually end up. Uh, crashing or not but I, I might have to try and upload the very first one as we're live here just so you can see fuji looks like a deer in headlights and tom i see you along with everyone else i'm going to get to your uh, your comments here rick marcus joey b i see all you guys uh when he first came on stiff as a board and i want to see if i can if, if i can bring it back here hey, but you? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes you mister yes you but it was the funniest thing but again from where Fuji started to where he is now, it's quite amazing because he's he's gotten comfortable. He's he's come to his own, and I, I love the man to death. He knows that uh, from from anybody. I mean, I, I'm thankful because he followed me when I was doing my Philly sports update back in Philly before I moved down here to Tampa, and then I just reached out. We ended up working things out. This was a 12 year dream, as I told people beforehand. Uh, I guess now it's coming up to 14 years, but 12 years. I wanted to get this together. Uh, during COVID, we got lucky. I was able to figure out a lot of different things and different programs and everything else to work. And then, you know, here it is today. So it, it's a, a huge, at least for me, monumental feat to get to 100. And I guess this is where you start your syndication, even though we're not getting paid by anybody, but Hey, you know, in your own mind, you can think that now it's syndication. It works out. So I want to see, well, of course, is it going to bring me back? You know what? I got to go back to the top here. So uh, Fuji, since, uh, again, a man, a few words. If you want to chime in, you can go ahead, since I got to look for this little quick episode. Let's bring Jimmy and uh, Ryan in when you have a minute. We're going to bring them in here as soon as the screen flips, because I got to make sure things are done here. So, also, joining us tonight, and again, I'm going to get to the comments here with you guys momentarily. We have another guest that we had on earlier this year, Ryan Reese from Philly Sports Alliance. And, and Ryan, prior to the new name of the show, what was the name of the show? when you came on with us uh i think at the time it might have been the, uh, the under the Phillyverse name i don't know i've yeah. had too many names i've been doing this for way too long and have, have done way too many names and and flip it around so i don't know probably probably Phillyverse, maybe i don't know 
Yeah, it was. I just want to see if you remembered, but yeah, it's exactly what it was. And if uh, not too many episodes ago, if you guys remember, he came on uh, with us with tons of energy. For one, you have from the on the road to victory, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, how are you this evening? Thanks for coming back on with us. Dude, I am fired up. Let's be real here. Kind of a little upset I didn't get some of that intro music that I saw Fuji rolling in with. But uh, I'm feeling great. And I want to congratulate you guys first off for the you know 100th episode. That is great stuff. You know, echoing what everyone else said. You know, that's a big feat in this world. You know, uh, only the strong survive out here. And uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you guys. So thank you for having me on tonight. But I'm jacked up, baby. I enjoyed this bye week, but it's Eagles football time, and it's time to, you know, bask in this hundreds episode. So whatever you're going to throw my way, I can't wait. I hope I can bring whatever energy that you're looking for. But let's go. We appreciate you coming on, Jimmy. Oh, oh. By the way, one last thing. Um, Farzy, haven't gotten any emails from you lately. I don't know if there's something. Yeah, I, I I almost email you every single morning because my my producer has a very similar name to you, and apparently you're the only two people in my Google email, my Gmail that uh, uh, come up whenever I type in you know Jim or James, and like I thought I knew more than just two, apparently not. So the fact that I haven't emailed you at like five in the morning is a damn miracle, and you're welcome. In case you get a notif- notification, yeah. that would be loud and obnoxious at that time of day. Love it. It's great seeing you. Ryan, it's nice to meet you here. Uh, Robert, Dylan, great to see you guys again. And of course, Fuji and Angel. Uh, just a pleasure to be here, guys, and everybody watching. Uh, listen, thank you so much. I want to bring in one more. This is where we're going to push the envelope here. And, and we're going to see if someone gets bumped out. This is where, now, far as this is where you'll be able to look around actually and do the Brady Bunch theme here because now oh, okay. you're in the center. Oh, so, goody. That's why I came on. No. <laughs> <laughs> but before I bring up episode one, because I want uh, a gentleman who's become a true brother to me. And I had the extreme pleasure of meeting him when we were down in the Houston and San Antonio. I got to meet him firsthand. Uh, even though we end up busting each other's chops a little bit because he didn't like the particular t-shirt I had on and I'll, I'll make sure he knows <laughs> which t-shirt it was. But I will say from in the trenches, also a special partnership here with Broad Street South. It is Big Sarge from BigSargeSports.com. Big Sarge. Now it is. Hey, listen, I know. This oh, Big Sarge, thanks for coming on. <laughs> well, why are you wearing that hat? Hey, man, listen, I, I figured that the show needed some, you know, to be lightened up a little bit. I know y'all in Philly, and it's really hard for you all right now. I mean, especially since, you know, Jalen Hurts is, you know, hurt. I don't know if he's coming back, but, you know, he's the only thing. The only thing I like about the Eagles is Jalen Hurts. Oh, my God. I think I had a bad taste in my mouth for saying Eagles. I only call them baby birds. So the only thing I like about the baby birds is Jalen Hurts being from H-Town. Hey, man, listen. I want to say thank you for having me on, brother. This is an honor and a pleasure, man. I was sitting here, and I was going through my emails, and I was like, God dang it, I missed it. And then I went back, and I looked, and this, you said it was going on until 930, because I was still thinking 730 Central Standard Time. I was like, oh, man, I'd have missed it. But then when I found out that I didn't, I want to make sure that I come on, because, like, I need, like, this, the, the, the energy from the hatred of the Dallas Cowboys radiates. Mm. And it only makes me stronger. You, you came to the right place. <laughs> you came to the right place in the right town. <laughs> hey, Bapura, thank you all for having me on, man. Thank you. We appreciate it. How's that no deep problem. Blue doing? 
He's doing all right, man. Uh, I was joking around with him today. For, so for people who don't know, Indy is very frugal. Like when I say frugal, I mean frugal. The other day he, so I think Indy still has like an iPhone four, maybe six <laughs> at the most. And I was like, Indy, you need to get a new phone. He's like, yeah, man, I may go to AT&T and get one. And I was like, wait a minute. Because the 13 is out and you on a six, you can't handle a 13. You might need to upgrade to an eight and then work your way up to like Baby the steps. 13. But uh, but no, but he's uh Indy's a really good guy. So he's being inducted into the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. And so I seen the picture and I said to myself, this is what I asked him on air today. Did you buy new shoes? Because <laughs> he had new shoes in the picture, and I was like. Man, like, so you must have really wanted to splurge on this. You went out and you bought brand new shoes. I like this must really be important to you. So, other than that, he's good. <laughs> That's a good thing. It, it, it was fun being with you guys up in the studio. And for those who are just tuning in today, uh, did we lose somebody? No, no. Uh, Jimmy, yep, he did say that he might get dropped off and come back though. But uh, big stars being with you guys up in the studio. First of all, completely surprised that uh, as far as you guys bring me on air. That was a lot of fun uh, getting to meet, again, you guys. Andy Kalu, who's, I mean, like a tree, just like Sean Salisbury. is ridiculous. <laughs> and his hands, obviously, can uh, he can palm my hand with no problem. I look like a like little midget fingers when it comes to shaking his hand. But thanks, you guys, for for inviting me up to the studio. It was a lot of fun. Got to go up to uh, iHeartRadio headquarters up in Houston, Texas. And I, I can't thank you guys enough either for not only for allowing me to Come on, and then the shout out, and then the same thing with Andy Kalu the other day when it became or when I ended up calling into the show. Oh man, he was uh, so like I told you before, like I told you at the station, Andy is a guy who is like he's a really good guy because Andy and I we communicate away from the show too. We talk about everything outside of uh, outside of sports, and so you know it, 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 he's a really good guy. And so when I told him who you were, and he was like, "Well, tell him to come on in," I was like, "I thought you never asked," and so. <laughs> Because you're good at what you do, man, and that's a testament to you. I definitely wouldn't have asked you to come in and sit down and chop it up with us if you weren't good at what you do, bro. You're like, I I, I, I tip my hat to you because you are really good, man, and you're very insightful. And, you know, on the show, you you, you brought it, bro. So I, I can see you're a professional, man, and, and that means a lot. And that meant a lot to ND because um, – Afterwards, and when Indy and I was talking, he's like, "Man, yo, that guy's really good. We got to have him back on." I was like, "Hey, works for me." Yeah, no, listen, I appreciate it. So, thank you guys because I'm. Telling, I was, I was taking it back, but it was, if it's funny because I say it all the time that it's the fastest two hours of radio, and it's absolutely true. It it yeah. goes by so fast, it's crazy. But again, I I appreciate you guys like you wouldn't believe. And again, meeting Jacob, uh, heavy D, heavy T, and I'm meeting him. So it was just meeting everybody, like the, finally to see all the faces behind the scene. It was it was really cool to get to see everybody. I'm I'm still waiting to be in in the Mark Farzetta studio, but it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll keep waiting. <laughs> I want, but, can, can I come on this show too? Wait, is this a, is that a Philadelphia Eagles show? Farzy, uh, yeah. all things Philadelphia. Yeah, and by yeah, the way, yeah. I'm really impressed that you can tell time because most Cowboys fans I've met have not been able to. <laughs> so that's incredible. It's a good day for you already. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? We 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 don't. You know we don't count time. We count victories. 
Something y'all probably Ooh, should. Yeah. I spent like 26 years for the Super Bowl. So yeah. I waited 52 that. years to win one. 52 years. We wanted to savor it. We wanted to savor it. What the hell? We're, we're waiting to see if you guys ever win one again. Hey, listen. Tell Jerry to stop showing the damn picture of him up in the box. I'm tired of seeing his plastic surgery face. So here's the thing. Is that man have? So wait. So here's the thing, right? So when someone wins an Oscar, and some or someone wins a Grammy, uh, if they won it in the '60s, '70s, or the '80s, every time they're introduced, they're introduced as what? Grammy award winning, Oscar award winning. So I mean, no matter when they won those awards, so just like the Cowboys, no matter when they won them, they have them, and they've been look. They've lost more Super Bowls than you all have been to, right? Oh. See, we, I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, they, last time the Cowboys won, it was on VHS. What'd you say? Last time they did what? The VHS tapes were around. Hey, listen, you said last time they won, right? Yeah, last time they won. The Cowboys. Look, you're, I watch, you're watching VHS highlights. I was 12 years old. It does not matter. It does not matter. They still won them. But yeah. like, yeah, they're all tarnished by now. I'm almost all 50 years old right now. I'm almost 50 years old right now. So that means that there's somebody in, in my age bracket who had never seen the Eagles win until you all won it. Because what did you go, like four times and lost three? Well, I don't think we was, went no, against the Raiders and the yeah. Patriots before yeah. that. Yeah. Third oh, time which, was a charm. Which one did Donovan McNabb throw up in like Willie Beeman on any given Sunday? <laughs> Same one Terrell Owens played with a broken leg. That should have been the MVP. That well, that's a man right there, of dude. Holy hell! That should have been the MVP. I waited 13 years for that revenge, man. So uh, I mean, it was beautiful. I waited 30 years, but it was well worth every second of it. Uh, that was something. I was at my father's grave that day. That was something I would wait another 30 years for because it felt that beautiful deep inside. Hey, Sarge. Uh huh. Let me say this to you. It's December. It's time. It's time for the choke. To happen. Hey, the season's beatings, that last game, it may not mean nothing. But hey, we're going to kick your ass up and down the field. Not guaranteed. We're going to send him into the playoffs, letting him know who, who they are. And I will eat crow. Last time I was on here. I okay. will eat crow. Two two things. The last, last game was on here was the Monday night game. And Angel, did I, did I not call the score? You did. You sure Second did. thing is. You got a better chance of two things happening. One, Ben Simmons coming back to the 76ers. And two, Ben Simmons hitting a three-pointer. You got a better Damn. chance of those things happening than the Eagles making it to the playoffs or the Eagles oh, ever winning the Super Bowl again for the next 52 years. Big Sarge, I'm going to eat that crow sandwich. All right? I'm making that bet with you right now. I will call in the UNND. On in the trenches. Would that I will I will personally bat you right now. If that game means something, the Eagles will kick the shit out of the What is it? In two weeks? Uh four December, weeks. January 9th. Oh, the Cowboys won't even be playing for that. They've already wrapped up the division. By that Probably time. Any given Sunday. Probably. It, like no. by, listen. Any that, given Sunday, my man. Cooper Rush may be in the game by the time that the Cowboys play the Eagles. Like well, I said, if it means something, <laughs> it does. It, it's this. I gotta. Yeah. Aren't you used to it not meaning anything though? <laughs> it's like you. You should be used to that. Like, okay. don't get me wrong. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm an honest Cowboys. Fan. It's your fault. I don't think we're gonna <laughs> win the Super Bowl. 
I don't. I have listen. If you're on my Twitter, you know it, I'm on your game, I destroy the Cowboys because one, I like people are saying, well, Dak's in a slump. No, this is Dak, and this is who he's been. He's been inaccurate his entire NFL career. And they kept giving him passes, kept giving him passes, kept giving him passes, paid him the big money, and he still hasn't worked on his accuracy issues. And so that's just what he's going to be. I don't see why they couldn't call in. They, they should have called in Tony Romo to help him out, at least with the accuracy, or to learn how to throw wide receivers open. And so ah, that's how it go. Hey, Angel, yeah. go. The Rockets on. I got to go to work, and I got to write. Unfortunately, I got some Texans articles I have to write for tonight. Uh huh. So, it's um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, you know, uh, I just wanted to say thank you, man. Thank you for having me on, and uh, you know, invite me back on, man, because I can take it. Like who else? Like who else wants some? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to fire every shot. Hey, no, thank you for coming on. It's look, good talking smack did. with you. This is only the beginning, my man. <laughs> exactly. Look, all that I just did got me tired because my cardio is horrible. So <laughs> I got to go drink water. Hey, thanks again for having me, man. Y'all have a good night. You too, Big Charge. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Uh, with some uh, quick breaking news here because the man of the hour is getting uh, – he's coming in fast and furious, and we thank so much for the Associated Press man himself. Moving down here to the Tampa area, it is Rob Motti. Rob, how are you this evening? Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, I apologize. I'm late. I got a lot of NFL COVID breaking news that I got to get to, but I just wanted to hop on and say uh, congratulations on 100 episodes and uh, great work out of you guys so far. I see my man Farzetta over there. What's up, Farz? What's up, Rob? How you doing, brother? It's been a while. Good to I know, see man. You. Too long. Too long. Congrats on all your success with the AP, friend. Thank you, man. Thank you. But it's uh, it's got me it's got me uh, really busy. So it's crazy. It's crazy. About to hop on a plane tomorrow morning, get to L.A. Big game for Big Red Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, that's, that's Thanks for calling on, Rob. We do appreciate it. As far as you're going to appreciate this, I got to get up at like 5 in the morning, man. How about, <laughs> I don't know how to make that flight. I don't know oh, how to make that flight. Now that, time, that time is not made for Rob Motti. That is not. Unless he's just getting in. That's usually <laughs> not the time that you like yeah. to see that, my friend. Rob. <laughs> Real quick, Rob, because Rob is the only guest, by the way. Not only has, has Rob come on with us three times, but one of the very first of three guests that came on episode six. Then we had an inspirational show one night with him and his beautiful wife, Remy. And I thank you guys for that show. That was incredible for an hour. Then he comes right back on with us for another hour for episode 34. So, Rob, again, thank you for the amazing work. First of all, everything you've done, your success. I know you moved on from 97.5 The Fanatic, but listen, obviously – a humongous friend of the show, a family of the show, and hopefully one day we'll get together down there at the same Pete Pier. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, Angel. Well, I'm, I'm here in your neck of the woods. I'm enjoying the palm trees. It's kind of crazy to be going to football games when it's 80 degrees out. This Sunday is going to be the first Eagles home game that I missed this year. But good news, in the last 21 years that I've covered the Eagles for AP, they've won every regular season home game that I've missed. And that's like, right. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking one for the team, Rob. Right there. Yeah. That's a trend right there. If Rob ain't there, they win. So uh, <laughs> I, I, whatever the number is, give it, lay it. Exactly. Nope. But no, listen, Rob, I, I know you got to go, but th again, thank you so much uh, say hello to the family and, and to the girls and you guys, thank you for sharing the pictures you guys end up sharing with the family. So I appreciate you coming on tonight. Thanks, Thanks Rob. Much love to the family. We appreciate it. Thank you. 
Now, before, and uh, Rick, I'll get to your question here momentarily. Just before our next guest end up uh, hopping on, and again, thanks everyone who's tuning in tonight. We do appreciate it. It is our 100th episode this evening. We are live here from the LG Sales Direct Solution Studios. Thanks to Larry Gilman for his support. And speaking to you, now we get more people to pop in, but this is great because, again, this is where it becomes the Brady Bunch once again. But thanks to uh, Larry Gilman. Thank you to Mike Goodwin from Tampa Joe's, uh, his Bubba Coos. Uh, he just opened up. There's one in Jersey, another one. He's uh, he just opened up Westy Chapel um, to Goose, to Robert, obviously who, who takes care of business down here for us in Roseford, Pennsylvania. And by the way, David Murphy will be live in the studio this Sunday in Roseford out there at Goose's Pond Media Studio. So that should be fun with uh, David Murphy since his retirement from Six ABC. But uh, with that being said, the other longtime gentleman, the one that came the first time here actually to the house. In the studio, and I see as he's chomping away here, real quick. We are bringing on it's Tony Bruno and the lovely Miss Robin. Tony, Miss Robin, Hi how guys, are you? we're on the beach in Florida. Actually, no, we're in an <laughs> RV in New Jersey. As far as he knows how that works, I mean, you know, he's not, he's not, his, he's got his palatial estate, yeah, in the suburbs somewhere. We're in an RV in Alloway, New Jersey. Oh, gorgeous. This time of year, tropical. <laughs> What's up, guys? I have no idea, Mark. <laughs> how are you? How are you guys? First of all, Angel, how are you? And I, I know everybody else and, you know, Jimmy and I don't know Dylan now. Yeah, we had Dylan on before, Robert and, and Fuji and all the guys there, man. It's great to see all you guys. Get yeah, really jealous of all this yeah, nice all. weather talk here, guys. <laughs> all right. Killing me. Freezing. That's okay, because once once Tony and Miss Robin come back down, we'll have another session here at the studio. But I was listening; I was completely honored when they came over to the studio into the house. Uh, I was it, it was a lot of fun. We end up doing uh, an an RV segment out there, and it was it was fun because we end up getting for for those who don't know, as Miss Robin and Tony, um, and I forget the other gentleman's name. Your your friend Tony was with us that night. Dean. So, Dean yeah. in Clearwater, yes. Yeah. So as we're on, and far as you end up, you'll like this one here. So we, Ms. Robin gave us uh, an assignment. Basically, we had the camcorders on, and Tony was guiding us through, and their one salesman comes around, and he, uh, he, they're inside, and I stood outside because I figured, well, I'm going to end up blocking it because it was the, the last RV we were going to end up taping, and it was one of the bigger ones uh, as far as what we saw. So then he comes over, and he says, uh, excuse me, what are you doing? I said, we're taping. Said, for who? Said, for Tony Bruno. Who's Tony Bruno? So the badge that I had showed my name and for the Tony Bruno show. He goes, you can't be blocking that, man. I mean, I got people. I got to sell this RV to. I said, okay, well, I'm not blocking, but I'm just telling you they're almost done. He goes, I'm going to get my manager and, and like stormed off. Now, they're still recording inside the RV. So the manager comes by. He goes, uh, excuse me, who are you with? I said, Tony Bruno. He's inside. I said, if you like to speak to him and interrupt what he's doing, you more than happy. You can go ahead and interrupt it, but it probably wouldn't be good for your sales. So it, it's up to you. If you want to talk to him, you can. If not, then you can go sell another RV. Guy didn't say anything, and it got me bothered, but I didn't want to show it until Miss Robin came off the RV and I explained to her what happened out there in the RV. But we never got in trouble for it. And ended up being a great day. We saw tons of RVs, and it was so much fun. It was a. It was a little bit chilly. It wasn't. It wasn't as warm, but it ended up warming up. But it was a lot of fun. And, and thanks to Miss Robinson. We were in Tampa. We were at the Tampa Super Show there at the uh, State Fairground in January, and you were complaining about the cold. We just came from Philly. <laughs> yeah. Tampa, I know it's chilly, like for spring training in Clearwater, 
But that's not chilly for people who live in cold weather climates like Farsi and Philly. Anybody who's coming from Philly, they're going to they're going to Florida. They're not complaining about being no. cold in January or February. Nope. Yeah, that's but that's why it was just chilly. It was it was no big deal, but it was it was just a little bit chilly. But it was, although I will say the last couple of days up here have been pretty nice. I will say yeah, sure. yeah. beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, not Florida weather. Yeah, not and Florida who weather. Who knew but, yeah. that a year from then we would be almost a year? that we would be living out of an RV in this sort of temporary transition from moving the studios from Philadelphia down to Cape Coral, Florida. And because of COVID and regular red tape delays, our house has not been completed yet. It hasn't, hasn't even been started yet. It hasn't even broken ground. It's an outrage. Get it Ron DeSantis. Angela, it's up to you to get Ron DeSantis on the show. Okay. And tell him I need him to pull some strings. I don't want to be treated better than anybody else. I want him to be treated equally. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. No, I don't. I want him to be treat e no. treated equally. I don't I'm want this, better. I mean, everybody's being treated <laughs> crappy down there. But at this point, I would be I would be fine with being treated better because being treated like everybody else, it really sucks. Don't they right know now. who I am down there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to let Ron DeSantis know exactly what's going on. Okay, yeah, so we are living in an RV. We thought it was going to just be a transitionary thing and that we would be helping for like maybe a couple of months. Well, it's going to probably be, we're living in an RV with three cats, three cats, three cats. Wow. Crazy cat yeah. people. Oh, they my have, goodness. You know what I mean? <sighs> it's right. Hey, and, travel the world, man. That's yeah. what I'd be doing. Check it out, you know. Oh, Live it up. we would be traveling, except the truck that we ordered to be able to tow this fifth wheel RV is also on back order and of has course. been on back order for six months. Right. Everything is six month or a year delay now, so you got to get used to it. Uh, you know yeah, what? About it. Anything I'm not going to complain. Seems. I mean, you know, we're healthy, we're alive. What else are we going to complain about? That's true. And I want to bring on here another guest from uh, from the Saint, State of the Saints podcast. TJ, who's on with us just a couple of weeks ago, he's come on with us twice. And uh, I can't say enough as far as what TJ as well, because TJ came on with Who That Nation. And the first time, and TJ remembers this, first time around, it must have been, it, it might have been less, but it felt like there was like a thousand folks that follow because he has a great following on YouTube, but it must've been like a thousand guys. And it was just, they were just tearing up the whole comments. The whole, so this time he only brought half of them about 500, but TJ, listen, thanks for coming back on. Um, sorry for the loss. We have, to, <laughs> <laughs> have to mention that one, but listen, thanks for coming back on. We appreciate it, man, man. No problem, man. But unlike last time, I actually saw this one coming. So, I mean, I, it, it, this, this one didn't shock me. So I'm, I'm not too upset like I was last year. But thank you so much, Angel. Mike, thank y'all so much uh, for having me, man. And congratulations on uh, 100 episodes and, you know, many more. You know, I wish you all the success in the world, man. You all do a great job here. Thank you for coming on, TJ. We appreciate it. This is an octobox. Even 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 on the NFL Network on Red Zone, they don't have octoboxes like this. We're going to have a, it's nine. We know Octo is eight because thanks to the Octo Mom. But what do you have, what do you have nine boxes on the screen? What do you call that? But we love Farsi, the Come on, Farzi, you know the answer to that. I, I, I'm like I'm trying to think of what's 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 nine in Latin or something. I know. Like I don't know. Uh, what's, yeah, what's, what's that's like Spanish. Latin and Italian, Tony? Uh, Nove, right? Nove. Yeah. 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 
Let's just go to the Italians no. for that one. <laughs> we have eight right now, so it's an octo box right, right yeah. now. Novo, okay. Novo Nation? Oh, I don't know. That's Villanova. No, that's somebody else, man. That's, that's true. That's very true. It's all right, though. It, it makes a lot of fun. But, TJ, I know I know you have your show tonight. And, again, uh, just before you end up taking off, because I don't know how much time you have as far as hang out with us or not, but uh, let everyone know how they can find you and where they can find your show. And, by the way, again, congratulations, as you informed us the last time, with your promotion over at the radio station. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, thank you so much for that. Um, uh, but the State of the Saints podcast, uh, you can uh, check it out on YouTube, youtube.com. Uh, search the state of the saints podcast uh also available on all streaming outlets spotify uh itunes apple Podcasts. Uh, i'm just i'm just excited man i mean i'm just i was just a guy with a dream back in 2018 uh got on uh talking about my frustrations about a, a ryan fitzpatrick led tampa bay buccaneers team beating the new orleans saints in week one and the rest is history man and i'm, I'm fortunate and i'm blessed to have so many members of the Who That Nation that, that check out the show uh, every single week. And, you know, as far as the radio station, I mean, this is a dream come true as well. You know, I, I wanted to do uh, broadcasting my entire life uh, since I was a young kid. So I'm just living the dream right now. That's the same way with the rest of us here. We wouldn't, None of us would do this if we didn't love it. And, and Tony's been doing it, obviously, that, that combined out of everybody here, the longest out of it. But even Tony, for, for the many years, if, if from most – who've never or haven't seen Tony for the, for either many years or if it's the first time you're seeing him. Tony, one of those things that he might be on, as far as on radio, you'll hear all the all the fun banter he does at times when he goes crazy and everything else. But if you get to know him personally, and, and Tony, I'm not going to put it too soft here because I don't, and I want people to think that you're <laughs> the, the Mr. Softy here. But for Tony, if, if he were to come across you in the street, there would be no reason why this man wouldn't help you. And and seeing what he did around his own neighborhood, and I'm pretty sure they're going to miss him. Him and Miss Robin when they end up moving out of the area. But Tony's one of those guys who's always been upfront. He's honest. He'll, he can be brutal if he wants you. You ask him for an opinion, he's going to tell you exactly what it's like, whether you like it here or not. But he does it because he cares and he loves. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons why a lot of us have followed Tony for the longest, no matter where he's gone and now being on No Filter Network on Friday nights at 7 o'clock, if I remember correctly, Tony. So it's it's a it's a blessing to know all these guys the same way with Farzi. I mean, with everybody. And so and TJ the same way with you. It was fun. And the last time, matter of fact, we had TJ on. Not only did we we talk about obviously the Eagles and the Saints, then we had a smaller version of TJ running around that night and just made the the show just that much more fun because <laughs> he wasn't on nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I got it, TJ. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I was just saying, like, he, my wife has him uh, tonight, but yeah, that's that's my uh, my co-host, my son, my two-year-old son Paxton, um, always coming through with the commentary and, and the traditional and uh, occasional who that, you know, like so every time he comes <laughs> on the show. So. <laughs> no, but it, it's good. Go ahead, Fooch. No, I was going to say congratulations to Mark. Him and his wife are expecting in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four day, 40. Thank you. Yeah, 40 days away from the due date. Uh, little boy, we're expecting, so we're very excited. Yeah, my I think my daughter is just really excited to have somebody to boss around, so that'll yeah. be good. Uh, we remember running into you, uh, Farzi, and I think it was a Home Depot or Lowe's or something. Yeah, Lowe's. Yeah, when you were expecting your first child, that's right. Yeah, that's too yeah. fun. Somebody tweeted, I think you tweeted me after that thing, and somebody's. You know, we went back and forth a little bit, and then it was like somebody responded to our comments and said, "Don't you guys have each other's numbers?" 
Why are you tweeting? <laughs> yeah, but no, number two on the way, friend. Number two awesome. on the way. Wow. Yeah. No, no, time flies. Uh, you ain't kidding. Good Lord. Yeah, we're excited. It sure does. Hey, uh, so TJ, listen, first of all, again, thanks for coming on. I see Chris, I see you there in uh, in standby in the green room. But uh, thanks for coming on. I, how much time do you have left, by the way? I mean, I, I have some time, man, so I, I can stick around for a while if you okay, need. Okay, well then, yeah. yep. Hang on for a second here. I'm going to bring in Chris Scott Jr., who was on with us earlier during the year as well. Chris also, just to let everybody know, part of the Greater Philadelphia Flag Football Team. Am I correct there, Chris? Uh, Greater Philadelphia Flag Football League. But yeah. League. That's what it was. And also yeah. the champions. If I remember not too long ago, you guys were crowned champions. Yes. Uh, our team, Pinky and Sunbrain. Um, we're the uh fall 2021 season champions. Uh, this is our first season since COVID. Um, so we went from not knowing if we had a season to over 50 new people, you know, registering. So to celebrate, I'm having a pineapple martini. Um, nice in honor of you guys, I want to do the Will Chamberlain. There oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, what you guys are doing is incredible. Um, so much success and much love to you guys. Thank you. Appreciate Chris. it. Thank you. It was uh, with with Chris the same way. It was it was fun. We got to talk about different things other other than than flag football that evening. And it was it's it's always fun and it's always good to stay in contact with everybody because again, once everyone the and again for those who are tuning in tonight. The one thing that we love to do as far as building the network is no matter how many guests we've had on at, at this point in our short career here broadcasting, but we always make sure we stay in contact with everybody because that's the only way you actually build and grow because you don't know who you're going to come across. And then the worst thing you want to do is burn a bridge somewhere because once you start doing that, then that usually, I want to say, I guess, replicates faster because a lot of people get to know, well, that's someone you want to deal with. So, We've been fortunate with all the friends and the people we've been able to meet along the way. And it's fun to bring everybody back when we can, when the schedules are open. And Chris, again, thank you for coming back. Because the conversation we had that night, it was it was uplifting for one. For two, we had so much fun with you. And and again, I know as of late that I didn't reach out to you only because we've been so nuts as far as doing anything else around here. But as I stated to you, you're going to be coming back on the show because football is, is going to end here surely. There's other things we're going to talk about during the offseason. But I again, thanks for coming on our, the first time around with us. Uh, congratulations again on the championship with the team, because we we saw the post up there. We saw how how happy you guys were, and how much did you guys end up celebrating? If if did you celebrate that night, or do you guys have to wait until you're together again? Oh no, we celebrated that night. We celebrated the next day. We celebrated the following Friday. Um, there's people still in my basement right now celebrating. It's just <laughs> um, I should probably let them out, but I wanted to let you know I'm going to be in Tampa in February. Okay. Yeah, We're look me up. We're yeah. going to connect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, you'll you'll enjoy February down here is as Tony and Miss Rob are going to find out here shortly. It, it's probably one of the better seasons down here because it's mostly about 75 degrees here in February. So bring tons of shorts, flip flops, and t-shirts. That's all you'll need. No problem. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yes. When you're down in Tampa, make sure that make sure Angel don't have a Tom Brady jersey stashed. I would is... accidentally spill something on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there's, listen, smart guy. There's no Tom Brady jersey whatsoever, and and, and 
Chris, before you end up taking off here, and TJ, while you're here, so we had uh, this week, I'm going to see if I can, let me see if I can squeeze in Jimmy in here, because I don't know if he's going to break everything up or when it, here we go. We're going to keep adding oh windows here. Oh, <laughs> so, boy. <laughs> we got a... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I just, eight. I just, yeah, I, I just learned... Deca. Deca a deck box. box. Yeah, I just learned what the, it's called a no new box. Open. Novum, Novum box. Now it's a Jacko no, no box. No, no oh, box. It's probably going to kick me off. It does not like this. It's like- <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But we had uh, so we had Ruben Amaro Jr. and uh, Kane Callis, uh, the son last of the Tuesday. late great Harry Callis, and uh, last yeah last Tuesday. And usually Fuji's the one that's busting my chops like every single time. And Dylan <laughs> knows it because Dylan's been on with us long enough to talk about as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, at one point, Kane is kind of looking around. And squint his eyes. He's like, uh, hey, can you explain the Chicago Bears helmet that's behind here? And then we lost Jimmy again. Can you explain the Chicago Bears? And we all started laughing because it's usually Fuji who's busting my chops here. So I had to explain to him, obviously, it's my producer who's from the Illinois area, not too far away from Chicago. And she's the Bears, uh, Blackhawks, White Sox, uh, and Bulls fan. So he was like, oh, okay, I get it. And he decided to bust my chops a little bit more. But it was fun with those guys uh, last Tuesday. So just wanted to kind of share that story before you guys end up taking off. But yeah, Chris, definitely when, when you come down prior to coming down, obviously uh, get in contact with me. If I didn't, I think I give you my number. If not, I'll send it to you on, uh, on Twitter or direct message. Okay. All right. I right, see you guys soon. All right, Chris. Thanks for coming back on. Again with us. Take care, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, and on, there we go. So let me bring Jimmy back on. We'll try. We'll, we'll yeah. try this. I'm telling you, it, I, it was laughing. I was laughing so hard when you said about it kicking you off when you first started doing this in the beginning. And it used to do that to me. And I was telling you a couple of you guys how I had a guy come in. And he was like, you got to have the Ethernet set up. You know, you put it in here. I'm like, yeah, I, I understand, dude. I'm not, you know. So he goes through this whole, all the motions. He gets it set up. And, well, here we are again getting kicked off. So you see how well it is. The lesson I learned is don't live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolute truth. I, I don't know. We live right now. This RV is in the middle of freaking F New Jersey. Yeah. And it's we the have people. Better- I'm telling you, these people live in 1960. Uh, it's, the technology's better- not up to date. Really? Yeah, we have a bad because we have Verizon Fios. They ran it like a mile Love it. from the road all the way back through the cornfields and That's set us awesome. up. In it. They only charge us $99 to run like a, I'm not kidding, at least a quarter mile of fiber is, into, awesome. this, in, into this RV. And in Philly, in our house, we had Verizon Fios too, but inside the house, it's all cable. And so this is the best internet connection we've ever had. And literally, we're out here where deer are running around. You you don't can't hear anything. The closest supermarket six miles away. Well, we away. do hear gunshots. Well, we hear gunshots. Unlike, yeah. unlike in Philly, where uh, we're worried that somebody's going to die, uh, here uh, we're just like, ooh, dinner's going to be really great tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, differences there. You hear it's buckshots. You literally yeah, hear buckshots. You don't hear just the slugs. Yeah. That's true. Hey, listen. Oh, did he get? Oh, I thought we got Jimmy again. Thank God. I was worried. Sick. <laughs> Welcome back, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. By the way, Rick Marcus is on this on the stream here in the stream chat. He says, "Wasn't Tony on WFIL as a boss jock? I was never a boss jock. I actually started there as a news guy. I was doing news overnight, and then I started doing sports in 1971, and then I became full time sports after that. And the rest is, uh, as they say, ancient history." 
How many years ago? But you that? did hang out with the boss girls. Well, yeah, I hung out with the boss jocks and the boss chicks. Chicks. I went to boss no. girls, Robin. Boss, they right. were the it's boss chicks here. back when you could wear hot pants and not be called a sexist or be called, uh, you know, a pig. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you work somewhere with Howard Eskin? Howard Eskin was my first board op at WFIL. I'm not making this up. Howard was obviously a guy who loved sports, but he was at, we both worked at WFIL back in the day, you know, engineers did everything. So when I walked into the news booth, I would give my copy and the carts with the, all the uh, actualities of the news sounders. I would give that to the engineer and that would be Howard Eskin. He'd be sitting in, so it'd be a studio where the disc jockey was on the main side of the fence of the wall, the glass, and then the board op was there and the board was huge, but they, we had, remember, he had to play records, turntables right. on either side, and carts, everything was on cartridges that you would plug in. I know I sound like I'm 100 years old, but I'm, I am. Of, so these carts, they kind of look like eight tracks, if yeah. anybody wow. knows what So are. I would bring That's the carts to Howard, and Howard, when it was time to go to me in the news, he would hit the news sounder and, and run the control. So I, I've known Howard since 1970. So that's how far we go back. He was he was never on the air. And I was actually the first guy that ever put Howard Eskin on the air because he was he was a huge sports fan back then. I was a news guy. I would go to games on off nights, and then Howard would always be there. And then Howard always wanted to be on the air. So one night, Howard was at a Phillies game that went extra innings, and I was working late. And Howard called me and said, hey, I'm at this game. I go, Can you put me on the air? So I put him on the air. I was breaking, you know, wow. league rules and union rules. So Howard was the first time he ever was on the air was on WFIL doing an update from a Phillies game at then Veteran Stadium back in 71. Wow. And the amazing mm. thing is he was 60 back then. Exactly. <laughs> he still likes him. I never had a Howard's a legend. I mean, that guy works hard. He still goes yeah. everywhere every day. This uh, 50 years later, 51 years later, He's still out there doing what he's always done. Nobody's worked harder. You know, a lot of people don't like him, and Howard doesn't like a lot of people. But if you know <laughs> Howard and you've been around him forever, and, you know, we have this hate-hate relationship, but it's all shtick because we don't respect each other. But, I mean, there's very few people in radio that have been around as long as Howard in one city and know all the players, the managers, the coaches, everybody, everybody right. that's involved. He's always there. And he's always asking tough questions, which is good. Right. I mean, I met Howard several times way back when, you know, not even on the air. Very, very nice guy down there, gentlemen. Just always loved to start the pot with, yeah. you know, Philly sports. And, hey, he's been successful doing it for years. Yeah. Got to give him that. And he, and he knows his stuff. Eon. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of in awe. I, I mean – I, I can just remember, like, back in, I want to say 2005, I was a sophomore at Jackson State University, and I can remember just playing Madden on franchise mode, and now I, I'm actually talking <laughs> to Tony Bruno. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's definitely, it's definitely an honor, sir. It's, it's definitely an honor. You know, there's a generation of kids who remember me from Philly. Then there's a generation of people who remember me from ESPN Radio on weekends all along the country. And then there's a generation that remembers me on the Madden games. And the people only know me from the Madden games. You yeah. know, so I've been blessed. I've lived in LA for 11 years. So I got to do a lot of great things in my career. And now I'm just winding it down, man. But it's it's great to always talk to yeah. people who remember you from one place or another. You know, and, I, and I've, I'm blessed, man. I had a great career. And now I'm just doing my thing, you know, with my little podcast on No Filter Network and just chilling, you know. Yeah. Tony, I remember you with Angelo and uh, Al and the 
in the morning, being Mr. Monday night. Exactly right. On the Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday morning after the Monday night games. Yeah, we used to give the picks, and back then, you know, there was, right. you had to call your bookie. There was no, you know, everything yeah. now, you can bet on anything, and now every station's right. running nothing but casino ads, and everybody's a sports picking expert. Right. Every, oh, I'm a sports pro, and that's what's great about this. You know, you can pick game. You don't have to be an expert, but, you know, I had a thing going back in the uh, in the 80s, especially when I was on WFIL with Don Cannon with the Mr. Monday Night thing. So I went like 28-3 and three on Monday Night Football, and back then, you know, it was, we were on radio station was very popular so a lot of people called when they were listening and i had degenerate gambling i had butchers calling me saying man give me another one man I, i'll send you fillets for the rest of the year if you can get this one i need i need another one my wife needs a new car and i start telling these people don't tell me that stuff you know don't tell them don't put that kind of pressure on me i had i had gambling guys call me say where do you get your information man how are you this good Monday night? What do you got on the inside? Exactly. So that was the day when you had to call Nunzio to get your bets in. You know, do it illegally. You know, now you can do it. You can bet anywhere now, except in some states where you still can't go on. Like, we're in New Jersey, so I, I have a sports. I'm on uh, a DraftKings, so I have the app. I can use it in Jersey and Phil and Pennsylvania. But if I go to Delaware or Maryland, I'm, right. you know, I'm shit out of luck. But that's changing now, and you're seeing more and more places, you know, allowing gambling. And I think, you know, is it bad for some people? Yes. But the bottom line is, you know, remember, NFL didn't want fantasy on for a long time. Right. And they finally gave in the fantasy. And then people started saying, how can you not have – how can you have people betting on fantasy football but not on the real game? So right. that's that's what's good. There's access to it. You know, you can go to a casino pretty much everywhere now. And so sports betting really keeps the interest in sports going. There's no doubt about it. It's not just people – a lot of people just watch sports because they gamble on it. I think yeah. now more so than ever. Remember, it took it took the NFL and all you know, and all these other Fox and whatever ESPN to jump on fantasy football. I've been doing it since 1994. I mean, it's way over a billion dollar industry now. Yeah. DraftKings and did you have to use a stone tablet to figure out the? You had the old Pete Rose little ledger sheet, you know. You yeah. little, and you just write in, and then you write in how much you, how much juice. <laughs> wow! How much you owed the guy, and the guy, if the guy, you know, the good thing about betting back then, you didn't have to give the guy the money up front. Now, the good thing about you know online legal betting is you can't bet unless you have money in the account. Right. So I think that helps control people from you know getting in over their heads where they owe somebody money and then you they come after you for interest and if you don't pay it next week they're going to come and bust your head so at least that part of the world is, i mean there's still some of that going on out there i'm sure but i think yeah. the fact that you have to have money in your account to bet oh. has really helped the industry as far as people getting in over their heads sure. you know right. the bookies you know like you said breaking your head or busting your legs and mm -hmm. shaking you down for them well yo plus with the big <laughs> <laughs> just wait DraftKings will catch on eventually send someone to your house through your phone tracking your location and then they'll beat your ass well, they, track you. they track your location now if you log on they have the geo tracker yeah. so right, you right. can't get in and even make a bet unless you're in a state so they know where the hell you are they know how much money you have in your account and that's good and bad but to me I don't care 
as long as I can get my action, as long as I get that damn parlay in, that's all yep. I care about. Yeah, whenever I drive, whenever I drive to visit uh, my family in Baltimore, I always got to. Yep. Oh damn, I'm crossing the line. Hold on a minute. Damn it. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago that the only place you could bet was in Jersey. So people from right. Philly would drive over the bridge just to get in their their action on. On a lot of the sports betting books. Tony was actually asked to be a host on one of those party buses. And all they were going to do was pick people up in Philly, take them across the bridge, let everybody make their bets, and then bring them back over. (laughs) Stopping Roger Wilco, too. Exactly. Roger Wilco, (laughs) Canal. Your gas spots. Yeah. Is Canals even around anymore? Oh, yeah, they're still around. Roger Wilco, Canals. Yeah, I saw Roger Wilco before I left. Over the bridge. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing's as good as the total wines and more though. In Delaware, Ooh, yeah. Road. Have you been there? Yeah. It's like a liquor it's like a, store mecca. It's like the Amazon warehouse of liquor stores. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you need a golf cart to drive through there, man. A U-Haul. Seriously, like it's like we want to make the trek to Plus you don't pay t- sales tax. Awesome. It's even better, really? man. Go in for sure one is. bottle of wine and five hundred dollars later, you're like, "But look at everything I got!" <laughs> Pennsylvania's got to be the only state where they got beer distributors and state store in two different places. Because I think Quaker Oregon, state. Utah. Utah. State, yeah. I think Utah, Utah or Oregon. Yeah. Yes, Utah, Pennsylvania, yeah. Oregon, and Utah have the craziest liquor laws. Yeah. But but Pennsylvania's starting to soften up. Yeah. You know, because now you can buy beer and, and wine in in supermarkets and yeah. places. Right. So Only like twelve. We're progressing. Hours. We're progressing from the. From the 20th century, actually from 19. the 19th century into the 20th century, we're only 21 years behind. Exactly. Uh, next century, yes. That's true. Uh, before we get into a little bit more, there's two things I want to do here. Uh, one, as TJ knows, already, here comes Who That Nation. As I say it, here they are. Who That Nation. Stream South from 504. Uh, by the way, thank you guys for the comments. Thank you for coming coming back with us here. Chosen, I remember seeing you from the last time when you were on. So thanks thank to That Nation coming around. I appreciate it. And I, again, appreciate the entire Houdet Nation along with TJ. Uh, John, which is goose for us here, uh, he says, well, let me bring it back up. Tony uh, says, Tony, you're invited to come up to, to Goose's Pond Studios in Limerick. Um, would enjoy talking sports with you. And Rick stated that he just sincerely wanted to say thank you to, to Tony Bruno for all his achievements, achievements, and a true class act. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. And uh, since professional athletes make mega bucks, do you guys think that game fixing is not a concern? The only time I think of it is when I watch NFL games and there's a flag like on every down. Mm. I'm because the person that. And I, I'm not saying officials cheat. I'm not going Tim Donaghy again. But, you know, <laughs> you call a holding call late in the game, it's close, and you can throw it on every down. I mean, that's the only person I think that could – because I don't think players are going to take a fall or take a dive or drop a ball intentionally, you know, to, to because you don't know when you're going to get – you don't know when the ball's coming your way. That's the point. But an official right now, they're the ones who can control the outcome of a game by either making a call or not making a call. Again, I'm not suggesting they're doing that, but if – if there was a way to fix the game now, the easiest person would to, to get to would be an official because there's like seven of them on the field in a football game. And so how many games do you watch and you're seeing flag after flag and in other games they let them play. So I think that's the thing that's bothering people. But I don't really believe any officials out there are trying to throw a flag because they had the over and, uh, you know, and they well, they had the under and the team was driving down, which would bust the number. 
But I love Al Michaels, especially on, on, on Sunday Night Football. I love Al. He's a great friend. But he noticed he still doesn't mention the, the gambling aspect of it. The other night when it was a 15-point lead in that Green Bay game against the Bills, and then he said, you know, they tried to the field goal late. Right. And he said, well, you know, uh, if they could get an onside kick, and he was joking. But then when they got the onside kick, he's saying, wait a minute, a lot of people are concerned now because, remember, the number was like 11 and a half or 12, Packers' right. favorite, and it became a 15-point game, and, and, and they got the ball back, and you're thinking, holy crap, they're going to – they're gonna. There's gonna be a really bad beat here if they score a touchdown. Does anybody, does anybody think the NFL is putting Tampa Bay against Belichick this year? Is that the setup? Anybody believe? It? I don't think it's a setup. I mean, what the Patriots are doing, nobody right. can suggest it. I mean, you saw what he did. They won a game with a quarterback throwing three passes. Right. I mean, right. that's how great Belichick is. He says, "I'm exactly. not going to have my guy throwing that crazy wind and rain." And wind right. and, uh, and snow and all the other crap weather is coming down. When was the last time, seriously, anybody here, Saints or whatever, no matter who you follow, you saw a, a quarterback throw three game, three a rookie quarterback throw three passes in an NFL game and win it? I mean, it's unheard of. Yeah, it's True. insane. Hey, by the way, I want to bring in real quick here because he's. I've seen him. Both gentlemen actually standing by as Jimmy Smith. Hopefully, Jimmy, you, this is the longest you've been in the room. I figured out what it is. I, I was going to say, first off, we were taking, you know, bets at the time. What's the over under on minutes here? Uh, three minutes. You know, we're going over or under that. It keeps me on here. But uh, no, I figured it out. It's every time it goes from comments on the board to non comments when it changes the screen size. It keeps, I don't know why. But uh, first off, I've been thinking of a lot of things as I keep getting kicked off. Uh, first off, Tony Bruno. Uh, that was awesome. TJ threw out there about Madden, everything growing up. A pleasure to be on. Farzi, congratulations to you. Uh, I'm trying to remember everything that I keep getting kicked off before I get to say it, before I get kicked off again. But Farzi, <laughs> congrats, man. And maybe those emails, they're sending you a sign. You got your baby boy in name. All right. Uh, we're all back into action here. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, from our pod brothers, who these guys do an amazing job with the Rough Cut Sportscast. And AJ, not only did I get to meet this Fine gentlemen here in Tampa. We've got to watch a uh, an actual the Raptors game before the Raptors went back up north or to the north, I should say. But uh, been a friend now for well, I want to say almost like eight months, if not a little bit longer. But with that being said, I want to bring on here AJ Johnson, my proud brother from another mother. AJ, how are you this evening? Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, Jimmy, I feel your pain. I get kicked off of my own show all the time, <laughs> uh, so I'm hurt for you there. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing great, guys. Wednesday night, we used to start on Wednesdays, and now Wednesdays are our yeah. nights off. It's kind of a full circle thing. Uh, first and foremost, well, I guess now it's second or third and foremost, Fuji, Angel, Hi. congrats. A hundred episodes. I've been there. I know the stress. Yours looks like it's going way smoother than ours did. So that <laughs> <laughs> doesn't shock me. You guys are consummate professionals. Congrats on getting here. You guys do a fantastic job. I love telling people about your show when I'm Honestly, not telling them about my own. Uh, but everybody needs to know about you guys. So uh, thank you for having me. You know what it means to me as my uh, pod bros. And uh, you guys are going to keep killing the game. We talk about being big. Y'all are global. But Brazil and Australia and Timbuktu and North Pole. <laughs> That's me. Timbuktu is me. That's true. <laughs> 
Yeah. This, we've been we've been fortunate. I will say on the audio download side, we've been very, very fortunate as far as the people coming in, everybody going out to broadstreetsouth.com, broadstreetsouth.com, uh, for them just following the show, listening to the audio downloads. And uh, as I was telling you, AJ, we, we just picked up got picked up in Kenya and in Singapore, of all places yeah. in the world. It's it's amazing just for people to be able to, to just do the audio, the audio download. And then it keeps growing. It's not like it's just it's on, it goes away. It continues right. to grow. And so, uh, uh, listen, we're blessed. Fuji and I are blessed. Uh, I'm very fortunate, obviously, with Debbie in the other, uh, in the other studio there to be together and, and with everybody here in this room. Because it, it's, you know, if you don't do, if you don't love what you do and it's not fun, you shouldn't do it. Put it that way. And the day it be it stops being fun, this is when the show stops. I've said it over and over again, and honest to God, it's the honest God's truth. And with meeting Farzi, and then especially with Tony Brewer and Miss Robin, I mean, all these guys, it, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Robert getting to know him, Dylan, it, you know, the quiet one, uh, minus last Thursday night with me. But, you know, it's it's great to know these guys. And Tony, by the way, before, Tom, I, I honest to God, I see you in the room. I'll, I'll bring you up here momentarily. Tony, in case you don't know, so young Dylan, right above Robert here, mm-hmm. started his podcast at the age of 12. And wow. even though he says nice. he's 14, but he started at 12, uh, has gotten Mine, to know. Is that your age? Yeah, 19. You can start now. a podcast at five if you can. All you got to do is have a <laughs> microphone go on, and if right. somebody watches it, then you're doing a show. <laughs> Now, right. Dylan, you, you can let them know how old you actually were and then the people you've come across so far in your career. Wait. So I'm I'm 14 now, um, and I'm 19 current. Well, 14 I was when I started, 19 now as I'm, I'm currently speaking. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you had me all over. I'm, I'm like, this shit. This shit. You have an ID um, to prove it. You have a your vaccination card oh, and an ID I to prove it. Yeah, I want to ask you a question, though. So you yeah. were actually – so were you actually 12 when you started or really 14? I was actually 14 when I started it. So yeah, so I was 14 when I started my podcast. I've been doing it for about five years and I'm approaching my 200th episode officially upcoming on my podcast. And I've had guys like Burt Blylevin, and Hunter Pences came on my show, Dan Shulman, who worked for ESPN. I've had a lot of big names who came on my podcast. So it's been That's a blast. Awesome. I, I'm so blessed. It's been really fun. Very Good job, cool. man. Great job. Yeah. Don't all the job, don't. Thank you. Good for you, man. Most kids are lying about you know, getting a getting some booze. You're you're, you're lying. You're lying about doing a podcast. Good for you. You're on the straight and narrow, there, fella. You know, when I was a kid, I used to do a radio show in my mom's basement. I'm not making this up. I'd have a tape recorder. I'd sit down there with headsets, and I would do a fake show. But then, you know, there was no internet. There was nothing. I was just talking to myself. But that's how much I wanted to be in this industry and be in radio. That's what I did. I would record myself. I would pretend I was doing a show. I would talk about news, sports, everything. And so eventually that's what that got me into the radio business. And I went to school and talked to a couple of people that ran broadcasting schools. I went to Temple and took up political science and, and, uh, and, and journalism. And then boom, you know, I got my first opportunity when I was 18. So that's how it happens, man. A lot of people don't know what they're going to do, you know, when they're even after out of college. But I, I knew it as a kid for no apparent reason because I had nobody in my family or anybody that was involved in media, radio, television or anything. So it was just something that I used to listen to games at night on my transistor radio. And I would hear St. Louis. You know, I'd hear the, the Cardinals broadcast. It was mostly sports and talk shows at night back in the day when everybody listened to AM radio. And you can hear stations mm-hmm. from Indiana, you know, 1210 in Philadelphia. You could hear it all over the country on the East Coast. Wow. So these super stations at night. You can hear them. And I would listen to the radio at night and say, man, that's what I want to do one day. 
And so that's how it started. I was I just fell in love with the the medium and hearing hearing radio broadcasts from all over the country late at night as I sat there in my bedroom. So a lot of people get hooked on things because they they listen to it and they like it. And a lot of people just, you know, they eventually find out what they want to do. But I was fortunate as a young kid at age 11 when I would listen to the radio and say, that's what I want to do one day. And that's Dylan. That's what you did. I mean, you said, hey, you know what? And now, luckily, you know, we live in a world where the technology is there where you could start a podcast no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are. And if you get an audience, then that means you're doing something that people want to hear. Can't you just picture Tony with one of those Panasonic cassette tape recorders talking into his mother's hairbrush? Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is I actually can really picture that because now this is like the seventh or eighth story I've heard like that. Um, you know, I, I, I attend uh, the Dan Patrick School at Full Sail University and uh, Mac McDonald, uh, he's done a lot of radio in his day. He talked about doing that. Uh, Dan Patrick told us that story. Gus Ramsey told us that story. All these guys are talking about how, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I'd sit outside and I'd watch my dad mow the lawn and I'd pretend I had a microphone in my hand and I'd commentate him mowing the lawn. And he takes a left turn and cuts that grass. And there was nothing I could say, but, but I would do it. And I, I just knew, you know, that. so they all told those stories. And I just thought it was great to know to know what you want to do at that age. Cause mm -hmm. I was the best toe dipper in the world. I was good at everything, great at a lot of things, but I wasn't perfect at any one thing. So I, I did it all, you know, and I'm blessed to be back full circle to be doing sports again. I, I waited till I couldn't play sports anymore to start talking sports. Uh, and it's been great either way. So it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's awesome that, you know, you, you found that out at 12. Uh, and it's also awesome to actually hear your voice because I've been watching the show since we started tonight and I heard you say hello. <laughs> and that was about it. <laughs> I didn't lose you at hello at least. I didn't lose you at hello at least tonight. <laughs> you know, to all the young, other young podcasters that want to do this, whenever I would talk to like a kid that wanted to talk about radio or TV or whatever it was, I always said, you live right now in an era where you can hire yourself. Like that was, that's never been done before. Like Tony, you're down in your basement, you're on your computer, you're on your recorder, right? You're on the tape recorder and you're making a show. Imagine at that same age, you could have built an audience, built a following, and then got paid by YouTube. If you hit a thousand subscribers, yeah, although yeah. it's small, but you could still hit that number and start getting money for it. You could sell advertising on your show, all that because you just decided you wanted to start a show. And now you can just make that your living, essentially, which is absolutely yeah. incredible. It is I used to do the same thing. I'd be on my tape recorder. I'd, I'd be watching baseball games, doing the play-by-play, -play, that whole thing, and that little handheld thing, press record on, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and now it's like kids can do that, but they can also make it their job at, or their side hustle while they're putting themselves uh, through school. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's very Love true. It. Now, I, I, this is where we're going to start kind of pushing the threshold here with the window. So, Jimmy, just hold on. Anybody that bet the over, you just got paid. <laughs> I have something important if I can, because you guys asked this earlier. Um, this nine box, we talked about the octo box. This would be called a nano box. That's a uh, that's nano box. That sounds good. That's a bento that's box is different, yeah. It's actually a no-new box. A no-no box? I think that's no different. New. <laughs> no, no. No, no. No, no. I see one of the other podcast brothers tuning in. Vin, uh, Vinny, listen, uh, congratulations, first of all. I, I believe, didn't Vinny just, if I remember correctly, was it an anniversary he just celebrated? 
Him and his wife just um, he did. He had his one year with his wife. Uh, I want to say about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Uh, he's he's been grinding, trying to get some. You know, he just graduated a couple months ago, so he's been out there trying to get the industry going and figuring out what's next. And his he's a big hockey guy. He's part of the reason I can hockey a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's done that, and uh, we've been celebrating some some rough cut stuff here and there as well. Uh, so yeah, congratulations is warranted to the one and only Vinny Milani. Our beloved host if you will <laughs> yeah. well i want to bring who's been waiting patiently and from huh, and so many people around here but from patterson avenue fanatics tom kelly who we had on earlier and if you guys see his production back there i want everybody to kind of take a look at his production wall back there it's like a super studio from beyond but listen tom first of all thanks for coming on with us uh, the Thank show you, you guys do on Saturdays, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, it's very, very entertaining. You guys, it's about five or six in the studio. If you guys didn't catch uh, the show, Tom will let everybody know how to get it. But it, you guys put on a great show, Tom. And, and we appreciate, obviously, the hard work that you, you do as well with your group. I appreciate that. <clears throat> I really do. I wanted to say congratulations, uh, Fuji and Angel, on 100 episodes. We're like two and change right now on the Patterson F Fanatics. And it's not, this thing isn't easy. Um, uh, the other gentleman, uh, it's it's a pleasure for the other podcasters for me to be in here with you guys as well. Farzy, been watching you for for a long time, brother, since you were on the American Idol, uh, <laughs> you know, back way back in the day. Um, and my Mount Rushmore of of uh, down there in the bottom left corner, a gentleman, uh, Mr. Bruno, is on my Mount Rushmore of. Uh, you know, voices that I've listened to growing up along with Big Daddy Graham and uh, Pierre Robert and guys like that. So it's truly an honor to be in here with you, gentlemen. Thank you. And that's not a fake. See, when I was in my basement, I had nothing. I had like my mother's pots and pans behind me. But that's a real <laughs> studio. Now, you can know, we have a fake backdrop with a green screen here with a Christmas tree on a beach. But that's real stuff <laughs> in your studio there. That's awesome, man. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you just collect it over the years and things you know you need and then you know, stuff laying around that you didn't think you would need. So, you know, and then you wean out what you what you use and what you don't. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're just happy to be here chugging along. Appreciate you coming on, there. You got a reel-to-reel tape in there? I know Farsi's got a reel-to-reel <laughs> right? Uh, a very old one, yes. Only because I just went through my grandparents' house, yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Going to add here more to the window as I'm waiting for uh, Chris Sack to come on here momentarily with us. But also, who was just not more than about two episodes or so, three episodes ago, uh, the one and only Tony Cotillo on with us again tonight. Tony, thank you for coming back. Publishers. Yeah, man, absolutely. What's up, Tony? What's up, fellas? Listen, I'm feeling like really old here, man. Like I'm mean, 14 year old podcasters. I'm here, real, real. Bruno's going back to the heyday. Got Farzy in the house. Got Tom in this in the basement in the studio. Right, all kinds of stuff going on, man. This is great. But now, nah, congrats, fellas. As Thank always, you. man. This this thing, this shit ain't no no fun in the beginning. But it's if you're passionate and you work your ass off to get to where you're at, man. There's nothing like having fun holding a microphone, like like technology the way it is right now today make your own background make your own studio build your own client base build your own sponsors man nobody telling you what you can say what you can't say this is where it's at man so congrats right. to you guys for keeping that grind for 100 man for real thank you very much 
Thank you. Appreciate it. Goose, thank you for the compliment. And I, I saw you there and I can't wait to see everyone back up in the, in the studio. I, I miss going up there. It was so if for you guys and like Farzi and Tony, you're, you're on tonight. So Goose and I teamed up uh, together, which he um, he has his own podcast as well. He started up with uh, with Goose's Cigar. And then we got to talking through a mutual friend and decided to team up together to create now the uh, the media outlet. And it continues to grow because then added on with Redline Banner LLC uh, radio, it, it just it continues to grow and grow and grow, and which is it's fun to see growth. Uh, but with Goose, he built a, a absolute beautiful state of the art studio up there in Limer, Pennsylvania. And it's, it's so much fun because you can grab a cigar. Uh, you can get a locker if you want to, to add your cigars to the locker, but the humidor he has up there and just the facility itself, it's absolutely beautiful. So if when when I come back up, Tony, other than this weekend, uh, we'll, we'll have you back up there. Unless you want to come this weekend, it's up to you, but David Murphy will be in the house on Sunday. So if, if you guys feel like making a trip up to Limerick, Pennsylvania, by all means, you know, make the trip up there. Obviously, Robert over there, the quiet one behind the scenes, he runs the uh, the show when we're up there live, but... And same way with you, Farzi, we got to get you up there in the studio as well because, you know, it, it, I know you live in a mansion. We get it. We understand it. That's where you get your, your studio set up from. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I actually, I'm in the art museum right now. I live in the art museum. It's my house. So cultured. So cultured. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a snob. I'm an art snob. <laughs> it's okay. It's I wish right, we but... could go up this weekend. We are actually doing the final moving out of the philly house well we wow. have we have, a, we have a store we have one of those uh like not it's it's similar to a uh a pod coming so that we can get the record because we finally sold our house like two weeks ago after six months on the market so that i could now have some money to give my builder in florida to start building my damn house down there that's been wait on the waiting block for a year so anyway we so we have to get uh, the we have to close the street on monday in south philly and you know how how much of a problem that is to get a, yeah, a exactly. permit to get three parking spots blocked off so they can bring in this this uh, storage unit so that we can get the rest of most of it we got it out a lot of it in march but this is the final packing then that thing goes on a truck and it heads down to florida and sits in a storage unit down in uh, fort myers florida until we get down there sometime yeah, next our, year. our stuff our junk is going to be able to Enjoy the Florida weather way before we get. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, listen, I'll make sure I, I'll check up on it for you guys because mom just arrived down to Fort Myers a couple of days ago, and we're we're heading down there uh, next week, the week after. We'll be down there in Fort Myers, so we'll we'll make sure we'll check up on it, make sure everything is fine. And okay. don't worry, Tony, I got Ron DeSantis on speed dial. I'll take care of you. I'll, yeah, I'll I gotta, take care I gotta of get some, I gotta get some pull. I gotta get. Listen, I love Ron DeSantis and I love Florida. That's why I wanted to retire there. But I need to get some connections. He's got to know who I am. I mean, you know, he doesn't need me to help him campaign. Obviously, a lot of people love what he's doing down there, and whether you like it or not, you know, Florida is a great place. We, Robin and I have been down there probably five times in the last year, and this was the height of, of, of coronavirus. This year, we were down in Miami a couple of weeks ago, as I emceed the Florida Sports Hall of Fame event down there at Trump's uh, Doral Golf Tournament. And it's just amazing. You just feel it, not just because of the weather, but because it just feels free down there. You know, you don't, yeah. people aren't concerned about dying every 10 seconds. I mean, of course, people, there are restaurants where they have masks and you go to Disney in Orlando and you wear masks. Everybody understands that down there. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, when they, when they beat up on Florida and oh, all the people are dying down there, they just don't want to face the reality that, a lot of people love to live in Florida. You know, it's a great place to live. It's humid in the summer, you know, but it's humid up here in the summer too. So, 
people choose to live there and then people don't if you don't want to live there don't live there it's that simple it's true it, it's that it is that simple and that's what that's what makes it great down here because you actually do feel free when you're down here and i mean he was the first one to jumpstart everything to make sure we get the economy going and everything else and it's just it's fantastic to be a part of it down here as much as i love philadelphia but there's nothing like living and i always say paradise because it's the absolute truth i mean it's the only place you can go down to the beach and on christmas day in shorts, t-shirts, throwing the swim trunks, getting the golf, and it's still about 72, 73 degrees, which is better than the Atlantic side, which is about, what, I don't know, 50, 45 degrees in December. So it's it's absolutely fantastic being down here. And I and I, I, I could say it over and over again, but it's the honest God's truth. And hopefully Farsi will make a trip down here at, maybe after the second one is born. Uh, he'll end up making a trip down here. So you can enjoy oh, yeah. the sunshine as well. Yeah, when you add to the kids, that's when time really freezes. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I can't wait to see Farsi down there with the strollers, you know, and making sure his kids are tall enough to get on the rides at Disney World, you know, and having to lug them around. And all the good times are still ahead, Farsi. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if my son is anything like my daughter, my daughter's like 99 percentile height and weight, but like 60 percentile head. So she's got like a tiny head. But everything else, she's a mutant, man. She's ginormous. <laughs> Robert, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out from the studio here for a moment. I'm gonna put you on standby because I'm gonna bring oh, up the Robert, next he guest hasn't here. Said a word. Is he? Does he? Does he even talk? Hard to get a word in sometimes. Oh, I, I feel bad. I mean, you're sitting up there in that corner. You keep leaping with the goose thing in the back, and the, and then all of a sudden you appear again and you don't say anything. <laughs> Robert, let's talk about your studio. Is that drywall, sheetrock? What do you got? <laughs> There's definitely enough room to get all of us in there, though. Yeah, there you go. Now it is. It's huge. I can't do this on my show. I can't. We can't have nine people on, can we, Robin? Why don't we? Yeah. Robin's the one who the show. I just talk and hit transition sound effects. Oh my God! That's right. We'll, just, we'll get everybody on one night. Just, just be like the Partridge Family and the Brady Bunch at the same time. But Robert, I'm going to bring you. I'm going to bring you back here momentarily. I'm going to have you step out there for a second. Uh, the next guy I'm going to bring up here, and uh, I first of all, fortunate enough to know Murph, the other, the original Murph, along with the two Murphys, David Murphy and Greg Murphy. But this guy, he's become a, a really good friend. I love the show they created this year. It was the uh, the Bud Light Baseball Brunch. Uh, show and it, it was fun to watch them grow into their season to see everything that happened behind the scenes and then help them out just a little bit to kind of tweak things off and uh the one part that they didn't have was this summer when something went awry but it was fun to watch them i mean just with the, with greg murphy with chris sack that i will jump on here right now have them uh again as a friend on our show he's been on with us twice and it's, it's always fun because normally it's about this time when chris comes on with us because he has a a child as well and normally has to put the child down around this time but listen chris first of all let me say congratulations to you and murph for the outstanding show you guys did for your first season i mean it could not go any more smoother than what it did uh, like everything else you know when it goes live Hiccups happen, but you guys did an amazing job. And uh, I was, I think I missed all but one show, if I remember correctly. Well, I appreciate that, Angel. And congratulations to you and Fuji on 100 episodes. Uh, I'm looking, I was looking for Ducky and uh, my buddy, the Blackhawks fan, but you know, I don't know if, uh, if they're still around, but uh, happy to see you guys are. And uh, Jigsaw, my man, is uh, right here as well. Tony Bruno, huge fan of yours. Uh, I think Tony actually followed me on Twitter. 
uh, when I was bashing Josh Ennis, and I think two days later he left 97.5 the fanatic. So, I, Tony, I don't know if that was me that pushed you over the edge, but it was fantastic. No, 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 nothing pushes me over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then my man at once, but no, no, I, I yeah. get along with everybody. I had no problems with Josh. No, it was just the management situation. That's all. It was nothing. Josh and I are still friends. We talk and go back and forth with him. So, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've worked with so many great people that I get along. I've gotten along with pretty much everybody I've ever worked with, and that's hundreds of people in my career. And Farzi, I see on the on the board here that you got to get going, but Farzi is a great dude. Uh, we've known each other for quite some time. That we uh, we met at a wing off <laughs> Year, years we're ago. All, yeah, we're all great relationships are born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met at a wing off in PJ's in Cherry ended. Hill, and uh, a lot of relationships are born and ended. Yeah, yes. really. <laughs> well, it's funny because my brother was up there. My brother had no shot in making wing bowl, but they weren't sitting there like. He was like, oh, it's just free wings. Like, I can get 20 free wings, and it's it's a free meal. So Hugh is ripping my brother. He's like, man, Kevin ain't up here trying to qualify. He here for a free meal. And he's just <laughs> destroying my brother. So afterwards, me and my brothers and my dad were at the bar, and Farzee and Hugh walk over, and we, we take a couple shots. I don't want to over overdo it, Farzee. But, hey, my man, congratulations, by the way, on uh, on your son coming into the world. I have two beautiful boys, five and two years old. And, uh, you know, let that beautiful girl of yours – cherish it I, I have a niece that's six years old and she's got yeah. all the sass in the world but th there's there's nothing quite like being a boy dad and I, I can't wait to see you bringing him to games uh down the line i can't wait to thank see you, you. thank you brother good seeing you thank you you too as far as you know you have to go aj i know you have to go as well um but aj i know you had a question as well for tony yeah so uh first again thank you guys for having me uh I, I got homework uh grown man you know <laughs> grown man business <laughs> uh but you know tony uh again pleasure to meet you honor to be on the show with you guys uh as i mentioned i go to the dan patchy school at full sale and uh i love the podcast that i do i love my show it's going well i plan on keep doing it but uh all three of my co-hosts and i we all have actual aspirations of getting into the the sports industry, you know, whether it be ESPN, whether it be NBC, whether it be a radio station. Uh, I was just going to ask you if you could lend any advice on the first steps of somebody who's leaving college to step out into that industry. Well, the, the advantage, I think, in modern day radio and television and the electronic media, you know, is you have a podcast. So you have a body of work. And if you're tr trying to get into a radio station or you know, any any job, ESPN, you know, there are a lot of entry level people who started ESPN and move up Norby Williamson, who's in charge of the whole operation. He was a desk editor when I was there in the early nineties with Mike, with, you know, when Golik and I did the morning show and prior to that doing the weekend show. So it's getting in, getting somebody to believe in you. And the advantage, as I mentioned, you have video and audio to demonstrate what you can do. So that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a, unlike making a, a tape in your house of you reading a commercial or something, you're actually over the air. you have people watching you. So that's that's a plus for young people right now trying to get into any part of the business, whether it's sports, news, production, behind the scenes, HR. When you have a body of work and you can present that to somebody, that's much better than walking in and just sitting down and saying, well, here's a tape that I did in my basement. Let me know what you think. That's the advantage, I think, of modern day technology with people like you. You know, they're, they're going to see they can hear what you do, see what you say. And the bottom line is that's a great that's a great entree 
to at least get somebody to listen to you and talk to you. And that's, that's a huge advantage. Man. If I could just add something to seeing, seeing Tony having given this advice now for the last 10 plus years, and I've seen people who were doing it through the to quote unquote traditional terrestrial radio industry versus podcasting. The fact that they can do the podcasting immediately and learn from their mistakes right away, rather than having to wait until they get a break in terrestrial radio or wait until they're an update person and then they're learning slowly but surely. I'm seeing people that Tony's given advice to that are doing podcasting growing so much faster from that kind of awkwardness to being you know, fairly polished much faster than 10, 15 years ago. Absolutely. There's no doubt, as far as you see it, you know, anybody that's been on the, in the on the air part of the world, you know, you can see it. You can see when you watch podcasts. I mean, there's so many there are people who've never done anything in radio or TV and sports and they go on and they immediately have it. You know, and mm-hmm. if you have the confidence and, you know, and you have the ability to do something that people will enjoy, that's that's your entree into any facet. It's not just sports. You can do anything. Just right. look at all the content that's available out there. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is. It's just the the opportunities are endless. The the potential is endless. Not just getting into into your your foot in the door at a radio station, but now you don't even need to get your foot in the door at a radio station because a lot of times you work at a radio station, they're not going to pay you anything, and you're probably yeah. going to be sitting somewhere doing menial things where you're not going to learn because a lot of stations don't have time to you know to take interns and then groom them. They just say, hey, go do it, go answer the phones, go do whatever you can do. And it's changed a lot that way as well. So to me, doing something that you guys are doing now is so much, so much better than going to a broadcasting school or just trying to figure something out. The more you have, like I said, I had a tape of me reading an Alpo commercial and I sounded like a functional illiterate. That's why you to a broadcasting school because they took that tape of me reading an Alpo commercial back in 1969 and then made millions of dollars when I went to the broadcasting school and came out with a polished recording of me doing the news on WFIO radio with reverb. We so- need to put this out there, though. And I, every single time he brings this up, I'm like, please, somebody, God, please yeah. find that tape somewhere because I want to hear Tony with a South Philly accent stumbling through an alcohol. Oh, it was awful. I sound, like, I sound like a guy selling soft pretzels on the Roosevelt Boulevard. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. That's how I grew up as a South Philly kid. I grew up in the hood. So I know what it's like, you know, to sound like you're from Philly. And when I got into the radio business, one of the first things I was told is you don't want to sound like you want to sound like you're no one knows where you're from. You had to have that neutral accent, you know, like the Midwest, where nobody knows where you're. No, not Chicago or you know Boston or Philly, but you wanted to sound, and that's not important anymore because you can sound like anybody. It doesn't yeah. matter where you're from, with your accent, you know, whatever it is. But back then, I, I learned as a so-called uh, broadcast professional before I became a radio or TV guy. So I wanted to sound good, and that's what I learned. I learned. I took diction lessons. I know I can. I can bring the South Philly accent back on command but for the most part it's all about diction and enunciation and that's really what helped me get a start as a young kid because i had a nice speaking voice average intelligence and somebody mm-hmm. took a chance on me tony cool i had two of those three things so i feel all right <laughs> <laughs> hey food you know give me give me one second here because i know farzy has to run we want to make sure because don't forget farzy has to be up for his early morning show so i want to make sure that farzy gets you know gets his due rest in because i know he's got a lot of business to take care of but farzy and aj before you go as well farzy once again, thank you for coming on. 
please let the people know. So when you hear the audio downloads uh, version of the show here, where they can find you as well. Uh, very simple. Uh, at Farzee Show across all social media platforms, YouTube, live six to seven that available throughout the day for that content consumption that we talk about so much. Ooh. Guys, seriously, congratulations on 100 episodes. Couldn't be happier for you guys. That's awesome. Seriously, Fuji, thanks for uh, you know always reaching out. You guys are great. Congrats uh, on that. Uh, to everybody, thank you so much. Tony, Robin, I love you guys. You guys know that. Uh, I will see you guys hopefully soon, and congrats on the move down to Florida. All right, kiss the babies. Man. Congrats the babies. to you, kid. I absolutely will. I absolutely will. Have a good one, guys. Have a Merry Christmas to all. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you, Farzee. Thanks for coming along. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. See you guys. Take care. Uh, AJ, my podcast brother here, same thing. Please let everyone know where they can find you as well on your show. Yes, absolutely. I won't do my normal uh, five-day-a-week spiel and go through every single social media platform we have, <laughs> uh, but definitely check us out on YouTube. Uh, we, we pride ourselves on being a visual show, so uh, you know we're on Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Sundays, fantasy football, regular football, basketball, hockey. Uh, you can find us at Rough Cut Sports Cast on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Audio, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere you want. You can find Rough Cut Sportscast. We do it big, as they say. We are here to stay. Uh, thank you guys so much. It was so great to see you guys. Uh, make sure you hit thank that you. like, hit that share, hit that subscribe. <laughs> tell somebody, <laughs> tell everybody. I don't, you know, <laughs> pick the phone up, tell the person you just told to tell somebody else. Rough Cut Sportscast. It's so simple. It's so good. <laughs> Congrats so much, cut, guys. Man, you know, I'm a rough rider originally, so Rough Cut is perfect. <laughs> and I tried that one, but. I tried that one, but it almost put DMX in the grave. So uh, I had to change it over. <laughs> he, he held on a little longer. <laughs> so you're the one to blame. <laughs> probably. probably. Hey, but they're celebrating up there for him. <laughs> it was nice meeting you, AJ. Likewise. Thank you guys so much again. Hey, you, happy 100. Can't wait to be on Thank for you. 150, 200. And the next time anything Atlanta does can break down Philly, which will be very, very soon. Definitely. <laughs> Thank Take you, it easy, guys. Oh, Have a good yeah, show. Yeah. Care, AJ. Thank hey, you. Hey, Chris, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for the congratulations. Now, you know, poor Tom Kelly and Anytime, Dylan buddy. And Ryan. Oh, Jimmy's back. Ryan hasn't said anything, I don't think, in the, la in the last hour that I've been <clears throat> on. No, I've said a few things. I just get talked over. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Squares. You got to give everybody a chance. Absolutely. No, Everybody's just enamored. Ryan. I'm not trying to hog airtime here, but people ask a question and I give an answer. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, you're good. good. Ryan was on with us uh, earlier during the episodes, and, and Chris, we'll, we'll get back to you here in a second, but Ryan was on with us, and uh, Ryan also has multiple shows as well, if I remember correctly, because you guys seem like you're on now almost seven days a week. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, Philly Sports Alliance has, honestly, I can't even remember how many shows at this point. Um maybe like 13 or 14 throughout the week. Uh, all different topics, you know, all four uh, major sports mostly and some wrestling and whatever else uh, you're into. But uh, yeah, honestly, uh, I, you know, I, I was, uh, when you, Mike reached out, I, I honestly was uh, excited because I was hoping a lot of people were going to be on from uh, your preseason show that we did. Oh yeah. We kind of did the same thing where we had, you know, like eight or nine people. Um, and uh, you know, I was uh, I wanted to relish in the fact not not because I wanted to be right, uh, but I was pretty sure that I was the only one who predicted the Eagles under ten wins, uh, and everybody was going eleven and twelve. So I was really hoping to run into some of those people, but uh, mm. 
Uh, sadly, uh, I think only like one or two uh, popped in, but uh, oh, yeah, that was that was the main reason why I wanted to pop in and obviously congratulate you guys. Uh, you know, uh, I, I was there, uh, you know, you know, when you guys were first figuring everything out and, uh, you know, I'd known Mike uh, for a little while before you guys started. So, uh, you know, I was really happy that uh, Mike got his chance to uh, to show his talents. And now you're right. You know, once he got started talking, he doesn't shut up. <laughs> well, he, you should know when we just came back from no, Denver. Gonna, yeah, me, me and Mike just spent a uh, nice weekend out in Denver uh, for the Eagles game. Brought there. home a win. Yeah, we, we got the victory. and uh, Not the only home. thing you guys brought home, I'm sure. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Never. Never. Hey, Angel, I hate to say it, but I need to borrow Tony. We still have some stuff to do here tonight. Yeah. So no problem. we're going to have to beg off, too. This way you guys can talk, and we don't, I don't have to sit here and be overbearing on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Love the OG, Angel man. Angel knows. Angel knows anytime he wants us on. Angel knows anytime he calls us and says, come on the show. I'm always there for you, brother. You guys are doing a great job. And I love seeing the, the new upcoming talent, man. That's what it's all about. You guys are the future. I'm not the future. I'm the past. And I love seeing up-and-coming people work hard and do what they do and become successful at it. That's what that's what America's all about. That's what the American dream is. You yeah. do what you love. You keep doing it. And a lot of people do it without even make, making any money because they love it so much. And then eventually, the hard work will pay off. So that's, that's my final word tonight. And, and other well, than... Well, you still do love it, and you are still doing shows. So yeah, that's why I'm still doing you. it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing it because because I love doing this. You know, I'm not doing it oh. seven days a week. I do it when I want, Saturday nights and Friday nights and Sunday mornings, and that's good for me. You know, it's just 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 to just to know that I still have fun and I love love making people laugh. I love having people, you know, get on the chat stream and you know interaction. I mean, that's the best part. And of we this. are finally on the network that cannot be canceled. Exactly right. True. <laughs> Nofilter.net. So anybody that wants to find Tony, uh, can find him on Nofilter.net under the Tony Bruno Show. Yep. Listen, well, uh, Tony. Tony, excuse, I, I want, Tony, it's guys like you to pave the way for you know the future of all of us. Hundred percent. We thank you. No, you don't have. I mean, I I was lucky. I, I as I said, I got a break early. I worked hard, and you guys. Get a break early, work hard, and you move your way up. That's that's the American way, man. That's the American dream. Not everybody's going to make a lot of money. Not everybody's going to become a millionaire. But if you love what you do, and that's the, right. I think that's the bottom line of this business. Exactly. Most people I know who are in this business love doing this, not for ego, ego gratification, you know, or to tell your friends, but because you just enjoy it. You have a good time. You laugh. You 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 like things. You hate things. You talk sports. Whatever you're talking about, if you have fun doing it and the audience hears that you like, that's I whenever I hear somebody on the radio having a good time laughing, I, I feel good too. So that's 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 what I try to do is just to show people that I'm really having fun. I'm not faking it. When the mic goes off, I'm the same guy. You know, so that's the key is just having fun. If you don't have fun doing this, you shouldn't do it. A lot of people hate their jobs, but they still do it. This right. is a job that you if you hate doing it. People can see that you hate doing it or hear that you hate doing it, unlike somebody who's working at a job in a factory or at any other job where they just don't want to be there. So this is a job everybody will see and hear what you do. And if you don't like it, they'll know you don't like it. Yeah, it's true. Passion. 
That's true. Listen, but Tony, Miss Robin, you know, I love you guys. I thank you for, for coming in, Tony, especially when you fill in for Fuji. And I think it was like last month. So, and thanks for talking to the fans, by the way. We're down here at Tampa Joe's because they, they really appreciate you being able to talk to them. So thank you guys. As, as always, I can't wait for you guys to finally be down here. It'd be great to finally get together again for dinner. And then we'll, we'll have to do a no filter network show the one night. Just Absolutely. To, just to all, kick it back everybody, this is where I'm going to live. Robin and I are going to live right now. You can see it. It's an empty lot on the water in Cape Coral. Beautiful, man. Beautiful, man. I'll have my dock out there. I'll have a boat lift. We'll go out there. We'll go out into the bay. It's going to be beautiful, man. Beautiful. It definitely will be. All right. Well, listen, thanks. Uh, Tom Kelly, I know you have to cruise as well, but thank you, Tom, for stopping by. We do appreciate it. Thanks for it. On, Thank Tom. you for having me, boys. I appreciate it. Not a problem. I appreciate you coming on. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Christmas. you guys. Merry Christmas. All right. And then uh, there was the other game here. Let me make sure did, these did, guys did. are. Jimmy Q's getting booted out, man. Hey, I'm here, man. Look, we, we back, took, man. I don't know if you were apart, uh, Tony, but if you took the over, you, you're a lucky man today because uh, nah, I was all over the three minutes. It's the comments. I, I noticed. I was like, what the hell? When they pop up, it kicks me off. I'm like, I thought at first it was a Cowboys fan. And I thought, well, great job, Internet. And then a Saints fan came on and then oh, they kicked me off again. I said, man, this this Internet just knows. All right, here we go. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. We have a Bucks fan in our midst. So I, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I was about to say, Jimmy, you haven't get kicked off with a Bucks fan yet. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But no, I enjoyed every second you guys saw me down there in the green room. I was just taking it all in, enjoying it. I know you can only have so many. So I, I appreciated just having you here, man. This was awesome. So uh, nice to meet uh, to the guy in the middle here. I, I'm sorry. I do not know your name, but it's very nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Chris. Tony. Chris, nice very nice to meet you, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Tony, great to see you again. Uh, but uh, this was awesome, man. Congrats again. Uh, you know, you guys been getting praised all day, but uh, well-deserved. You know, you've been putting in the work. And, uh, you know, everybody that's sitting here right now understands that that's what this is about, putting in that work and yeah. that passion that was just mentioned. You know, that's the biggest part of it. And I know all of you guys have that. So it's a pleasure to be a part of something, a hundred, you know, celebration. It's just, it's awesome, man. I, I love to see it. Keep going, guys. Yeah, that's no problem. Right, Jimmy said, if, if you have to jump off, I understand. Uh, I've got a couple of videos I'm going to show here. Small snippets. They're not like this long videos. But uh, Jimmy, thanks for coming on. Yes. Yeah, I do got to get rolling. Uh, thank you so much, guys, though. No uh, you can find me at OTR2 Victory. As you see at the bottom, yep. on the road to victory on YouTube, all the platforms, Twitter, whatever you, you like Eagles. You're in the right place. Daily news, daily videos, putting it all out there. But you guys are awesome. Can't wait to come on again. Guys, keep killing it. Congrats. And uh, thank you to everyone who tuned in and to everybody in this room. You guys are awesome. Keep doing your thing. And as always, go birds. Go birds. Thanks, Jimmy. We appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, yeah, Jimmy. See you guys. Take care. And he probably just kicked himself right off. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, did he log out or did he actually get kicked out again? No, he got kicked out again. <laughs> it's, it's been the whole show. He's gonna be back in the green room in five minutes. Wait a minute, uh, hold on. Oh. Yeah, that he will be. He'll be spinning back around. But I, I wanted to get before uh, Chris before we get into a couple of things here. Uh, and and again, thanks for everybody hanging around tonight as we're celebrating our 100th episode. And thanks to everyone who tunes in uh, every single week. And minus the weeks, obviously, or, or the week, at least we're off uh, for vacation purposes. But thanks to everyone uh, for love, for the support. Again, for Debbie, my producer in the yellow room here, who's 
does a phenomenal job as far as listening in, hands me notes, lets me know, you know, help me out with the upgrades here in the studio. But thanks to everyone who tunes in. Uh, we, we love and appreciate you guys' support because without you guys, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today. And, and I absolutely love it. But a couple of uh, hellos that I want to get to um, four of the guys, or at least uh, the other folks who have been on the show before, along with Sean Salisbury, sends his best. Sean couldn't be on with us tonight. And he apologized because he had other things that he had to do as well to make sure that was a little more important, uh, but in, for for home purposes, I'll put it that way. But thanks, Sean, for always. And 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 I love tweeting out in the morning his show, along with Andy Kalu and Big Sarge in the trenches, because it was, again, fun meeting those guys. And it was a lot of fun. I can't wait to get back down there to Houston to have fun with those guys again. But uh, one person has been with us before who could not be on with us tonight, but Jamie, the Philly sports guy, Send a clip, and I'm going to play it here for everyone. And then it's be followed by Jimmy, my brother, who I love, Seltzer, near and dear, who helped me just with everything as much to help those guys when they originally were on radio. Uh, Jordan Spector, uh, who is that? Uh, he's probably almost wrapping up about 15 minutes. He's under in Oaks, PA, in the Christmas Village, selling his artwork from 5 to 10. So you guys have up until Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, sorry. Uh, if you guys want to go down there to Oaks PM, I'm not too sure, but it's a Christmas village that's there. Uh, he's there from 5 to 10. And I want to make sure I get that mention out there. And then uh, Miguel and Holly from Hot 101.5 down here in Tampa, Florida. And I've yet to get Scott Tavlin on. So, Scott, if you are listening tonight, I will have you as well. But it was fun having Miguel on, Miguel Fuller, Holly O'Connor. Uh, and if you guys are from the Tampa area, Please listen to Hot 101.5. They put on a great show from 6 to 10 in the morning here locally in Tampa. So, uh, and Adam, I see you. So hold on there for a second. Uh, first clip is going to come here from Jamie, the Philly sports guy. What's up, everybody? Philly sports guy here. And I just wanted to give a huge shout out to the guys from Broad Street South. Yeah, Fuji and Angel and the rest of the guys over there on their 100th episode. Congratulations for hitting 100, and I look forward to seeing you guys real soon, and hopefully uh, I'll be there when you hit your guys' 200th. Go Birds! Congratulations again, guys. Yeah! Thanks to Jimmy. And, and it, Fuji, Jimmy looks funny without the, without the makeup. Without the makeup. Yeah, right. it's like watching one of the Kiss members without the makeup on. Same exact thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, he's at the Sixers game tonight. That's why I couldn't. Yeah. God bless his out. soul. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, they lost to Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course they did. <laughs> and now they're changing the whole COVID thing come January. That should be fun for the fans. It'll be probably not such a sellout anymore after that. But, hey, they got to do, I guess, whatever they have to do. But uh, here's Jimmy Seltzer, which uh, he's on uh, Midday Show with Jody Cameron and John Ritchie, uh, my brother, who I, I love to death. I've, I've gotten the, the, the pleasure of knowing this man for, wow, I guess it's been close to 11 years, 12 years. Um, love him to death. Here's Jimmy Seltzer from uh, 941 WYT. Uh, hey, it's James Seltzer. I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Broad Street South crew. You guys have done such an amazing job. A hundred episodes it's such an accomplishment. It was an honor to come on with you guys. Angel, I love you, my brother. You are the best human I know. Uh, I'm so excited for you guys. It is awesome. A hundred. Here's to a hundred more and a hundred more after that. And I'm excited to come on again. Congratulations, guys. A hundred episodes is super awesome. And of course, go birds. Nice. Funny because he, he started with uh, 
with Brandon Lee Gowden, John Barchard, and then Jimmy. And then I was fortunate enough to meet those guys just as they were starting up. And I was fortunate to be with them up in studio at 97.5 The Fanatic. Jimmy and I hitting off. And ever since, it's almost on like there isn't, I think, a week that goes by. Him and I aren't either texting or doing something back and forth. And to watch him grow from where he started, Jimmy, brother, I love you to death. You know, it was all my heart. And I appreciate everything that you guys did from John Barcher to Brandon Lee Gallon, uh, which might have to end up being a part two to the show because we still have uh, which will either be tomorrow or Friday because uh, we still have the clips from D Gun, uh, from Ed Kratz, Frank Close, and uh, and Brandon Brandon Lee Gallon. Gallon. So yeah, so it might be a part two to the show there. But uh, here is Jordan Spector, who's obviously he's part of us as well here on Broad Street South. We help him out as far as with his artwork. And if you guys get a chance, please go to SpectorSportsArt.com. Man, the murals Fuji and I got to see in a person when he was handing over to Brian Dawkins. Absolutely beautiful. So here's Jordan Spector. Hey, what's going on, guys? Just want to give a special shout-out to my guys, Angel and Mike. Um, I wish I could be on your guys' uh, show tonight. Fortunately, can't make it, but I just want to give you guys a lot of love and uh, appreciate you guys helping me so much this year and uh, just supporting my brand. Um, so much appreciated. I'm here at my uh, holiday pop-up shop in Oaks, PA. Um, I highly recommend it. If you have time to come check it out, we've got a whole light show out here. And, um, yeah, love everything you guys are doing. So I appreciate it. And uh, go Birds. Jeez, the theme here. It's, that's the best part about it is go Birds. It's just, right. <laughs> yeah, the best theme, even here in Tampa, they're bust my chops. All right, go Birds. Yeah. Easy there, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> in the closet, right? No, it's not in the closet. It's piping I mean, down there. Buy, I may plant it back there. No. Here it is. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's right. It's, uh, it's wishful thinking, but it's not going to happen. Also, for again, for Miguel and Holly, again, from Hot 101.5, 6 to 10 in the morning, I've had the pleasure of listening not only to these guys for the last three years I've been on here in Tampa, now becoming friends with them. It's been fun to to go with, back and forth with them, even in the morning, whether it's through Twitter or, or whichever way. But uh, thanks to Miguel and Holly for putting this together. It completely unexpected. But thanks for these guys for a shout out uh, on the station. Congratulations! Congrats! Hi, it's Miguel, Holly, and Scotty from Hot 101.5 in uh, Broad Street South. You've hit 100! Oh my gosh, congratulations. You yes. all are killing it. That's amazing. Thank you for having Holly and I on. I think it's time for Scott to be on. I'm down. Send the invite. Here I come, 101. I love Oh, that. here we go. Congratulations. So those guys, uh, it's a fun show in the morning. They uh, have the Tampa Bay train wreck, which they put stories together as far as what happens here locally, obviously in Tampa and, and anywhere in Florida. Um, and at the Friday nights, they kind of wrap it up with kind of like a, a gossip and Tampa Bay secrets, which is a lot of fun because you'll get to hear some of the stories that it makes you wonder if these people are actually doing this stuff. But it, it's stuff that they, they send to the show and they put it out there because it's supposed to be a secret, but then they blur it out and it makes you scratch your head sometimes. So thanks to Miguel and Holly, Scott Tablin, which he called himself Scotty the body, but thanks to hot 101.5. Uh, appreciate you guys and, and love what you do as far as the work. I really appreciate it. And I want to add here who another former guest of ours. If I do remember from the Pittsburgh post gazette, uh, it is Adam Bittner, who's been waiting there patiently in the green room. Adam, first of all, thank you for coming back, and thank you for the constant work that you continue to do. 
Absolutely, guys. Congratulations on, on your 100th episode. It's It's been fun to be a part of this from time to time and, and talking football. And unfortunately for, for, I guess, people on both sides of the state, pretty mediocre football at times lately, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yep, I understand it. And, Tony, I know you have to roll. Thank you for, for, chopping, you know, for hopping in here. I know you didn't get to say too much, but we do appreciate it uh, for you coming on. That's all. I usually talk about anyway, so it's all good. Uh, just <laughs> look, you know, as always, appreciate you for having me on. Congratulations, uh, everybody in this room, especially Sack. Sack, we'll talk some uh, some baseball really, really soon, brother. As always, but no doubt about it, man. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Christmas. What's that, bro? I'm sorry. Merry, Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah, yeah. That's like I said. Happy holidays, everybody. Healthy, yeah, safe, and 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 go 2022. Big years for everyone. All right. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. Absolutely. All right, so now, uh, getting into some stuff here, in which we have the opportunity with having Chris Sack. And, and Chris, once again, thanks for coming back. Uh, it, it was, first of all, so much fun once again with the baseball brunch. That was great. Uh, just between the small help and even just being on there, watching you guys, seeing it, like how it started to grow, the fan base started to grow, and I'm pretty sure come next year, you guys really be literally knocking out the park like the way you did this year. And it, it was just so much fun to watch you guys, to hear you, to see. I, I was hoping to get back home prior to uh, the season being over. But unfortunately, I did actually end up making it back. But because it was ended up being such a busy weekend, I didn't get a uh, chance to get in contact with you so we can hang out. But I'm, I'll be heading back up to Philly very, very soon. So we, we definitely have to do dinner hangout. No doubt about it, and uh, I appreciate the kind words. It was uh, it was an unbelievable season. I wish it had resulted in the Phillies going to the postseason and our show being extended into the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards, and uh, it's been a little bit of a tumultuous off season so far for um, you know the Phillies actually because they haven't done next to crap. Um, and then on top of that as well, uh, Murph has been uh, he was diagnosed towards the end of the season with with cancer. Um, he has uh, leukemia. It's a uh, treatable leukemia. It's not curable. He's got about a few uh, treatments left. I, I texted him uh, right on Thanksgiving. Uh, we, we talk not a lot, but you know, like I know he's got a lot going on, as do I, uh, right. with, with your full time job and a family to take care of. And uh, but yeah, when we do touch base, I always make sure to check in with him on that. And uh, we're committed. He's, he's like, I'll be ready for you for opening day. Uh, so we're we're going to be ready to roll next season. Uh, the format that we laid out this past season, we're just going to continue to grow with it. We're going to have a lot of fun next season. Um, there's a lot of things that go through this mind right here uh, mm -hmm. as far as like what we're going to do with context for baseball. And uh, Baseball Brunch, man, it's just getting started. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, the rest of our Green Legion radio platforms as well. Uh, we've we've been very busy this football season for sure. Uh, shows on shows on the bus going up to uh, MetLife Stadium for the for the Eagles Jets game. An actual show, moving on the bus. Oh, nice. um, I, I was in Punta Cana this past weekend with uh, Quimby and Tank. We did a show. We did a pregame show, even though the Eagles are on a bye week. We did that next to the pool, the adult pool in Punta Cana. So that was a lot of fun. Gosh. We'll be doing another uh, bus trip down to Washington D.C. on my birthday on January second. Uh, so we'll be doing another bus show that way. So Green Legion Radio, we continue to just push the envelope and, uh, you know, whichever way we can do it, we will. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm quite sure. I mean, like I said, you guys, it, it's fun. To, 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 and you guys are the same thing. You're consistently busy. By the way, when you see Sam Teller, uh, thank you as well, because she, Sam and um, the gentleman who's uh, Slash. 
Yes, with Slash. Tell them both I said hello because, it, again, they, they helped out so much as far as, you know, for you guys, the success you guys had on, on the baseball brunch. And it was fun because they never lost their cool. And that's the, the best part about it because we can see them, at least I could, there on the YouTube feed. And no matter what, you know, whether things went right or wrong, which is rarely that it went wrong, but it was nice to see that they never buckled under pressure. And that was very, very cool to see something like that. Yeah, we, we had the one show where um... – God, it was like the, the last weekend of May, maybe the first weekend of June, and someone didn't show up with the tents, and we got there at 10 o'clock, and we had to try and set everything up and sound check and get everything rolling before we went on air at 11 o'clock. And that specific day, you know, I'm working with a 20, 25-year professional in, in Greg, uh, Murph, as everybody likes to call him. Uh, right. And then I have the producer and my producer in studio that day is the program director for 102.5 Fox Sports to Gamble, Sean Brace. Everybody knows who Sean is. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, I'm sitting there like I'm, I'm trying to find like the, the closest spots where we could have shade and cover to where the equipment didn't overheat. Well, we're like 15 minutes into the show and the equipment started to overheat and like I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, this does not look good right now, <laughs> but we got it figured out. We were able to hop back on for like half of the second segment and we got the third segment in, but um, you know, it was, that's probably the one day where we had like a real snag. It wasn't a lot of fun. Um, I was sweating, not just because I sweat normally, uh, but you know, you got 25 to 30,000 people going to the ballpark that day. And then you have a Sixers game with, with about 18, 19,000 fans going that way. And I'm like, this is complete exposure for us today. And it completely dropped the ball with the fact that we don't have the equipment to where we can cover up our equipment from overheating, uh, man. Yeah. That right there was my least fun episode of the season. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Chris, just to touch on now, where do you and Greg do your show, the podcast right outside? Citizens well, Bank Park. Yeah, so we do we do it right outside for home games. We're at 1100 mm -hmm. Social right there at Xfinity Live. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're down there. Uh, we, we sprinkled in. I think we had five baseball brunch tailgates where we had a, a buffet breakfast, um, you know, mimosas and beers. And you know, we, had, we had good crowds out for each, each one of those. And uh, before a big game, like the Red Sox, the Yankees, uh, there was a couple other ones that we had sprinkled throughout the summertime. And we had good crowds to turn out for that. And then, um, you know, the, the other times that we're out there, you're, you're battling John Mayer wannabes. Uh, you know, they're sitting there playing their acoustic guitars across the way. So we had to blast our speaker and kind of blow them out. Uh, and then from occasion, we would do our, our show when the team was on the road. We would do it from uh, the Ballot Kimwood Studios for 102.5. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let's talk down there next season. It was nice. I'm telling you, it was a great setup. It was it was fun and very professional. I mean, and it and same thing. It just the show would fly by. So and I got fortunate enough to win Philly's tickets. So that was pretty cool. So and that was uh, that was was it a Brady Bunch theme? I'm almost almost certain it was. Yeah, we started out the season. We did we we were doing trivia every week, and it, you know, so I would come up with a question, and then whoever would hop up on the board, and they would pop up and answer the question right away. Uh, Sam would write it down for me, and then I would, you know, introduce that at the, you know, at the top of the second segment. And then um, after a while, it got kind of stale for me. I was like, "Yeah, trivia is fun, but you know, really, it all it takes is one person to hop on it right away. I want to get more people involved." Right. Um, so you know how everybody does it, like you know, hey, your favorite, your favorite TV dad, you know, uh, your your favorite action superhero, you know. So like, it, but it, what it did too was it allowed people to get to know myself and Murph and Sam and slash a little bit more on a personal level. 
um, you know, like what we're interested in, what kind of movies we like, TV shows that we like, um, characters and stuff like that. So it was, it was fun to be able to interact with the fans better that way. And I look forward to doing that from show number one, uh, which will be the week before the Phillies start the season, which knock on wood, uh, they're going to start it on time. Uh, they got to have a deal in place with the CBA. It's got to be done by, by February 1st is what I would believe it needs to be done by. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, and Adam, to, to switch over to you now, uh, we've seen now. Tell me we're going to talk pirates. Are we talking pirates now? <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> I love PNC Park, uh, by the way. My second worse. favorite, yeah, my second favorite ballpark in the country, uh, right behind Wrigley. But I love PNC. My bachelor party was there. My best friend's bachelor party was there. PNC is the best. Yeah, it's 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 fortunately the one the one thing Pirates fans have going for them, right? Is that you know at least if you have to watch this team, you get to watch it there. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> Sorry, That's Angel. True. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Hey. Believe me, it, it's fine. Uh, Adam, I I want to get to now the. Uh, what seems to be somewhat, somewhat controversial, somewhat not, but Ben Roethlisberger decided to state to his friends, close family, and apparently the ownership that he does not want to come back next season. Basically saying he's going to retire without saying he's retiring. Is it still true that he decided that he wants to walk away from at least the Steelers? Because he didn't announce his retirement altogether. He just said he didn't want to come back. So has anything changed, or is he still set upon not coming back as, with the Steelers organization? Well, I, I think like a lot of things that, that involve Ben, I think that was one of those things that was floated into the ether so that everyone could tell him how much he loved him, um, you know, because he, he loves the, the adoration of the fans and, um, you know, I think that was that was kind of selectively leaked. I, I think it, it was kind of stating the obvious um, that you know, if you if you look at a lot of the advanced metrics, he's toward the bottom of the league in pretty much all of them. Um, you know, he's he's 39 years old. He can he can definitely do some vintage things for stretches in time, mm-hmm. um, and the, and his biggest fans will point to that and say, well, that's that's that those three or four throws that, that we've chosen to remember from this game are, are an example of, of why he can keep going. Um, but you know, I, I think the proof is in the record. I think the proof is in the numbers. Um, you know that that this is probably the end of the road. And I think you know that that kind of leak or, or the report or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, is, is is just kind of his way of of controlling the story and and making what I think is the obvious decision for the team look like you know, he's having some involvement in it when I think it's, it, he's just done. And, and and that's just the way it is. Um, and, and, you know, the Steelers don't have any good options next year. Um, it, at this point, it's, it, there's, you know, you can talk about Aaron Rodgers or, you know, these, these crazy scenarios where you get um, some of these bigger names, but that's going to cost a ton of money that this cash cash strap team doesn't have. Um, you can talk about getting some journeymen, um, but how does that make you really a whole lot better than you are right now? You can talk about, you know, going into the draft and, and looking, you know, maybe as, as, as close as across the facility to, um, you know, Kenny Pickett at Pitt, and, and maybe he could be an option for them in the draft. Um, but all of those things are going to take time. And, and this is not an organization that, that um, you know, likes to, to build and, and they like to compete every year. So it's going to be a culture shock, um, you know, no matter how this shakes out. Um, you know, if and when Ben finally steps away for real. Adam, just to talk. Chris, now Mike Mike can go. Go ahead, Mike. Adam, I don't know. There are any rumors floating around about Mike Tomlin losing his job. 
mean, no, is I mean, that, that a possibility? I, you know, I, I don't think that the, unless things really, you know, unless the wheels really fly off the the bus here, you know, down the stretch, he's never had a losing season still. Um, he's a Super Bowl champion. Um, you, you know, he's there's always going to be critics, right? There's always going to be people around town who who don't think he's the guy because they believe that this is this is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender every single year. Um, you know, but realistically, the 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 Rooney's value stability. Um, you know, all of these decisions have been made at an organizational level, up to and including Art Rooney II, um, the owner of the Steelers, Kevin Colbert, uh, Mike Tomlin. They're all kind of in it together. And, and I think it's hard to, to separate the three of those guys in terms of decision making, um, you know, because they, they all sign off on these decisions. And I think, um, you know, Art Rooney specifically has, has really clung to the idea of, of hanging on with Ben Roethlisberger and trying to just extend the window with him for as long as, as he can. Um, so, you know, everyone involved here has to own what's happened. Um, so I don't know if you can assign any more um, or less fault for the situation um, to Tomlin because, you know, it's really been the whole management structure. I don't think there's really a whole lot of dissent within that organization. I think they believe in what they're doing. So I think it's hard to hold him accountable, um, you know, for, for the things that everyone's been involved in, in the decisions everyone's been involved in. Um, you know, I think if Kevin Colbert moves on and, and you start to talk about, um, you know, who's going to be the next general manager, I sometimes wonder if, if that answer is Mike Tomlin, if he's the type of guy who wants to move up um, in, in an organizational role and, and, and maybe be above the day-to-day that he gets faulted for so often. Um, you know, I think, you know, his, his record is already – possibly a hall of fame record. Right. And, and, um, you know, he's getting right around the the time where, uh, Bill Cowher stepped away, um, you know, in terms of his tenure. So you, you wonder about burnout, you wonder if he's ready for, um, a next move, but no, I don't think that that's, that's going to be something, you know, if he does leave the head coaching role, you know, this, this off season, I don't think that's going to be something, um, you know, that, that is initiated from above him. Chris. Yeah, Adam, I, from from what I look at from across the state with with the Steelers is that, you know, they go into the draft and the offensive line has been kind of falling apart the last couple years in front of Ben. It's been an issue. Uh, they lost some key pieces this past offseason. Um, and then you go out in the first round, and you get a running back. You get Najee Harris. Um, but so uh, besides the offensive line, what other parts of the Steelers do they need to build up and around so where they can bring in a quarterback maybe in the first or second round this year and build it? Because, like, I look at the wide receivers. You're set there. You're, you're set with the tight end. I think everybody likes the the young kid that they have. And then Najee Harris. Uh, you have T.J. Watt on the other side of the ball, pass rushing. Like, what are the other parts of the Steelers that they need to build back up to where they can restore their glory days yet again? Well, I, I think it has to start on defense with the front seven. Um, yeah, you have Cam Hayward, you have TJ Watt, but this year you've also been missing Stephon Tuitt. Um, you know, you've been missing, you know, Bud Dupree, who had who'd finally been coming into his own as a pass rusher. Um, Alex Highsmith has, has been okay, but, um, you know, I, he was a third, I believe he was a third round pick. Um, so the, I think heaping those kinds of expectations on him was, was a lot. And, and, and I, I think, the other major problem is that the inside linebacker position has been a disaster with, with Devin Bush um, and to a lesser extent, uh, Joe Schobert, you know, one is a, a former 10th overall pick. The other is a, you know, a, a free agent linebacker that was brought in with some pedigree that people were excited about and they simply haven't gotten the job done against the run. 
Um, you know, and especially considering that the defensive line has had so many injuries, um, you know, and, and absences from Stefan to to Tyson Alulu. Um, you know, you got to bolster the depth, you know, definitely up front to possibly take some of the pressure off those linebackers, but those linebackers have to be better too. And, and it's just that simple. When you invest that kind of capital and guys don't perform, you know, what we're seeing with this defense in the second half is, is kind of the result. Um, and on offense, you know, I think the, the offensive line was, is a patchwork because there were so many holes to fill at one time. Um, no one really expected Marquise Pouncey to fall off a cliff as quickly and as instantly as he did. There were, you know, um, Ben Roethlisberger always talked about retiring with Pouncey, and and it was clear in that, especially in that wild card game last year, that he just couldn't play anymore. Um, you you know, think he regrets that not doing it, retiring after last season with Pouncey? Um, Roethlisberger you know, could do it all over again. Do you think that he would he would take that back and he would actually retire? It's hard for me to get in Ben's head, but um, nobody wants know. to be in his head anyway. So. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but I, I think it's it's you know you look at the results and 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 there were just so many things going against this offense from the jump. The, the number one being the offensive line, and um, there wasn't enough investment there. There hasn't been enough depth cultivated, um, and and you see it when when there's an injury or two. All of a sudden, it, it you you don't even know who's playing on the offensive line from week to week, and and. Um, you know, football is, I think Tomlin has, has said it this week, football is a complex game, but it's also a simple game. And against Minnesota, they just got whipped in the trenches. Um, you could have say, said the same thing for, for the game in Cincinnati when they were blown out three weeks ago. Um, you know, those are the areas that this team needs to address. I think the problem is there's so many holes. How do you address them all in one draft cycle? You know, I don't, I don't think there's a good answer for right, that right now. Um, and if Ben does retire, then I think you have a little bit of money under the cap to um, maybe bring some veterans in on some longer term deals and, and not just these one year flyers that they've been kind of trying to plug and play with guys um, while they've been trying to extend Ben's you know career here. So, um, yeah, I, I think it starts it starts up front on both sides of the ball um, and, and building that depth so that, you know, you're not relying on, you know, T.J. Watt having to play all 17 games for your defense to look great. Um, you know, because when he's out, there's it's it's a major noticeable difference. Adam, I don't want to jump ship at all, but I got a special place in my heart for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates, for me, have a very special place. On my podcast, I had Derek Shelton and Tariq Brock on my show, and I've had many Pirates players. So I have a very good relationship with the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. But I got a question for you. You know, the NL Central is kind of a crazy wild, wild west type of situation right now. There's no real team in the running. You guys brought back a guy like Yossi Susugo, who didn't have a lot of success here in Tampa, but is looking like he had had some success later on in the year with Pittsburgh. Where do you see the Pittsburgh Pirates are now shaping up to be in that NL Central with kind of the wide open outlook right now in the Central, even though I would say the Cardinals right now are the kind of the top team? I'll be honest. I don't think the Pirates are trying to win any games in, in 2022. I think that this is – they're still trying to bottom out here, and I think you can see that from the guys they've, they've let go, um, either in trades or, you know, non-tendering this year. Um, Steven Brault's a guy who's been in this organization for a long time, um, and, and he's he's pitched well when he's been healthy. Um, I think there was a good argument to be made to to kind of give him you know another shot to kind of prove himself in in 2022, but he was he was let go. Uh, Jacob Stallings, the Gold Glove uh, catcher, who was really one of their best players at the plate too, came up with tons of clutch hits in the handful of games they did win last year. Um, you know he was let go. Or he was traded to Miami. 
Um, I, I, and the rotation kind of, you know, is terrible. It's still terrible. And, and so I think, um, you know, maybe you can envision this team winning seven, 70, 75 games, but I don't think there's any world in which they compete for anything meaningful. Okay. Uh, hold on for a second there. Robert, listen, I, I know you have to run again. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate you coming on. Of course, the support you give to us when I'm still here in Tampa hosting, but then you take care of business out there in uh, Limerick as far as Goose's Pond Studio. So thank you for what you do. Love you, brother, too, because you know that we talk probably more often than not. Uh, but thanks for the work that you do up there at Goose's Pond Studio. I'm pretty sure Goose and those guys appreciate it, but uh, you have the floor, sir. I appreciate it, guys. Um, Goose, Tevin, Kevin Towns, Flo, and Big D, wish you guys were here to be able to celebrate for the 100th tonight. But thank you, guys, and I'll catch you later. Thanks for calling on, Robert, and thanks for everything you do behind the scenes. Appreciate you coming on tonight. Love you guys. Peace. Love you, too. Thank you. So the one thing I want to – Adam, I'm going to get back to you here as far as now we're switching over from uh, back to the Steelers. So there's another show that, that I'm involved with. It's called the Steel City Renegades. And I, I'm though I'm pretty sure they would love to have you on as well. But Claypool, kind of interesting that the kid here who decided he thought there should be some music played during practice to make them better, then turns around and basically chokes the game for the Steelers. Uh, seems like he's going to be a, a pretty good kid. Not too smart when it comes down to the choices he decided to make. Uh, since then, what's pretty much been the feel with Claypool? People are mad, and I think justifiably so. Um, you know, I tend to be the kind of person who who rolls his eyes at some of the stodgy old Steelers um, truisms at times, like the not playing music at practice because Mr. Rooney might come down. Um, you know, that tends to be the kind of thing that makes me roll my eyes, but. Um, you know, th- there's also a formula here that's worked. And I, I think it's very clear that, that Chase Claypool and, and, you know, to a lesser extent, some of these other guys have, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, put their personal brands in, in front of the team. And, and I think with him, the problem is that that's playing out on the field, right? right. I think Juju Smith-Schuster, the one thing, you, you know, he, he's always doing the TikTok dances. He's earning the scorn of, of, you know, other teams by dancing on their logo and, um, he's, you know, doing all kinds of gaming stuff off the field and cultivating a brand. But when the, you know, when he's between the lines and in between the whistles, no one plays harder than that guy. And, and that's why people love Juju, um, you know, despite some of, of, you know, the, the not being a football robot, like, like some fans like, that's why so many Steelers fans gravitate toward him. Um, but he, he never does that stuff on the field. Claypool has, you know, he, he's, he's, Talked a lot of smack off the field, and, and I think you saw this week. You know, he he made a ton of mistakes in that game, and he's been getting. He, he's the most penalized receiver in football. Um, you know, the concentration does not always appear to be there, um, and and he, he he's going to get a lot of chances because he's got a great football body. Um, you know, he he's got all the physical attributes to be a star. Um, sometimes those are the types of events though that make you wonder where his head is, and. and um, you know, I think he's earned every bit of the scoring he's gotten this week. Um, and I don't often say that for, for uh, people that, that Steelers fans like to scapegoat because, you know, like any fan base, fans pile on to, to the guys who aren't getting the job done. And, and sometimes that's justified. Sometimes it's not. Um, I think in this case, it was it was entirely justified, especially, you know, the, the, the second incident where he you know was, was celebrating a first down that cost them a ton of time. 
Um, you know, you can say, okay, at the beginning of the game with the, with the unnecessary roughness call, you know, that's football that happens sometimes, but you know, he, he had to have known at that time, look, you're, you're skating on thin ice here. And, and, um, people were already upset with that play. And then the fact that he, you know, did that at the end of the game was, was just adding fuel to the fire. Right. Good. I, I, now, of course, the, the we, there's tons of rumors because that's the way it's going to be. And a couple of them, they're, they're kind of one may happen, one may not happen. Uh, the one thing that I will say is that there's rumors that Aaron Rodgers would like to go to Pittsburgh because apparently he had stated at one point that he likes to work with Mike Tomlin. He likes the way Mike Tomlin, uh, at how he coaches, and he appreciates it, uh, a lot what Mike Tomlin does. We also know that Russell Wilson's become he, he's the love affair. I think in Seattle may be done, but Russell Wilson's saying the company man thing by saying that he wants to stay there. Although I don't think that Pete Carroll will be welcome back as well either in Seattle. So if you had to take one of the two, what would Pittsburgh? Which fit would be better? Would be better for the Steelers? If you want to win now, do you go with Aaron Rodgers because you know you have a seasoned veteran? The only difference is he's thirty eight years old, or do you go with Russell Wilson? who's five years younger and still can throw that ball deep. So I, I'd like to get at least from your opinion, your perspective, which one of the two would you guys prefer to have as far as out there in Steeler Nation? Well, I, you know, I've heard some talk about what, what Mike Tomlin wants in, in his next quarterback. And, and I've heard, you know, mobility being an important asset considering Ben is definitely not that at the stage of his career. Um, and so I think that that naturally leads you in the direction of Russ Wilson. And I think, um, you know, Matt Canada coming from a, a you know, a kind of a college um, landscape and, and a college background and, and um, you know, the, the RPOs and stuff. I, I think Russ fits that a little bit better than um, than Aaron Rodgers does. Like you said, he's five years younger. I think, you know, the moment Aaron Rodgers, if he came here, um, you'd instantly be back in this yearly will he, won't he, you know, Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, type of situation where it's a year to year thing. And I think um, you know, this fan base is tired of this. Probably this 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 franchise is tired of, of managing its roster on a year-to-year basis, um, you know, based on what's going on with the quarterback. I think you need a little bit, bit of stability. Um, so for all those reasons, I think, you know, if if it was going to be one of those two, I would probably lean toward Wilson. Um, I just think the, the, the cap situation, um, you know, kind of is what it is. When you're paying that much money to T.J. Watt, um, you know, not a lot of teams are, are, are putting that money in one guy on the defense, right? So I think it's just going to be very difficult for either of those quarterbacks um, to come here and and get what the market would, would bear. Um, I think it would have to be kind of a, a Roethlisberger. I mean, Tom Brady's done it in the past, too, taking pay cuts to, to kind of make things work. And I'm not sure why either quarterback would want to do that with this team as presently constituted because I don't know that it's close enough – that you can say, yes, I'll take a pay cut um, to go chase a ring. I, I just think, you know, especially when you look at the line that they would be playing behind, um, I think there's going to have to be a lot of work done there before, um, you know, I think any quarterback of, of, of that stature would want to play here. Right. Well, listen, Chris, I know you have to roll as we're going to be wrapping up the show as well. But uh, listen, thanks again for what you do for Green Legion Radio, number one for keeping us entertained during baseball season. I hope to get everything straightened out because I would love for the season to come back to start again, just so I can see you and Murph working so well as much as you guys did. So thanks for coming on. As always, I appreciate you. Appreciate you being a good friend. And again, when I get back to Philly, we got to connect. So we end up hanging out. 
Thanks Absolutely. for coming on, Chris. Anytime, guys. You know, c- congratulations again on episode 100, and I look forward to many more. And anytime you guys need me, you know where to find me, Angel. You always find my inbox on Twitter. So uh, just make sure you reach out and uh, look forward to talking to you guys some more. So go to GreenLegionRadio.com for all of our content, the uh, the Green Legion Radio Player Show, which is on Tuesday nights, the Green Legion Radio pregame show on Sundays. Um, and then you can find old baseball brunch episodes if you just have that thirst for baseball. And we'll see you next season. Yep, definitely. Our best. I will do. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, definitely. Thank Great you. job, Chris. Thank Take you. care, guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. You, you too, guys. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Now there was four. Yep. <laughs> but Listen, to, to everyone who tuned in today, obviously it, it went longer than usual because we ended up having so much fun. Adam, again, thanks for coming back on with us. Um, and right. and before I, or as we sign off here, just hang out if you don't mind because I, I want to talk to you about something here. But uh, either tomorrow and or Friday, I'll keep you guys posted as far as part two to it because we still didn't get to uh, as far as D-Gun and the other gentleman that we had on as far as the interview. So either tomorrow night and or Friday, I will post something up there on social media that will continue part two of episode 100. And then we'll Sunday, we're back to the normal uh, episode 101 where the Eagles end up coming back, playing some divisional games against DCU. So it should be interesting to see because the Eagles have to win out from here on out. If they want to a, they're not going to win a division because Dallas pretty much got that one wrapped up. But as far as making a wild card, we shall see Jalen hurts, uh, as far as when, from we understand him and, and Gardner Minshew were taking split reps because he still don't know if Jalen's ankle is going to be completely healed. So we shall see. We'll get more information of that before the game starts. Uh, but again, thanks to everyone who supports the show. Thank you for the love and support. Thank you again to my producer in the other room, to all the fans who tune in, uh, to all of our guests that came on tonight. Uh, we appreciate everyone. Adam, again, thank you for the hard work that you do because it never goes unnoticed. Believe me, even if we don't make a whole bunch of contact, we see exactly what you're doing. So we appreciate everything that you do out there uh, as far as for fan base. But uh, Dylan, thanks again for coming on against so everyone. Uh, it was episode 100. We had so much fun with the crew. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for what you do. Please stay tuned because we do have more things coming in the future. Uh, probably a little bit of internet radio will keep you posted of what's going on there. But for Fuji, my again, my ride or die guy, Fuji, uh, you know, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, I, I can't do the show without you, you know that, and especially now, even with Dylan. But uh, thank you so much. Well, I mean, just wanted to say, you know, thanks to everybody, family, friends, all the support, 100 episodes. You know, everybody believing in us, tuning in on Tom Fogarty, Rick Marcus, Joey B, Ducky, who's not on. Um, Angel, if you didn't put out these uh, sports updates, you know, when, like I said earlier, we may not be here. But I want to thank you for believing in me, giving me a chance. And I'm sure you could have went down a couple other avenues with some proven people. But I owe you. I appreciate it. I'm here as you said, if it doesn't, be, if it's not fun anymore, then you pull the plug. But hey, it's a passion. It was a dream I just never pursued. You gave me the opportunity. Um, and Dutty, and thank you very much for the opportunity. No problem whatsoever. Believe me, love you, brother. I appreciate it again. Appreciate everybody. So everyone, stay tuned into social media. We'll let you know exactly when we'll pick up part two here of episode one hundred. But again, for everyone, thank you for tuning in. 
We will see you, if not tomorrow, possibly on Friday, and definitely we'll see you on Sunday at 11.30 for the pregame show. So everyone have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>